Hey everybody, it's Andrew. I just wanted to check in with a quick announcement before this episode gets underway. First off, we hope you're all staying safe and healthy, staying inside when you can, both for yourselves and to support our amazing healthcare and other essential workers taking care of us all right now. Obviously, this pandemic has changed a lot about everyday life. We should be well into baseball season at this point, and also well into releasing season two of our show at this point, but obviously neither of those things is currently happening, and hey, here we are. So here's what's going on with us. Paul and I are adapting our production workflow so that we can keep recording episodes remotely, bringing the rest of season two as soon as we can. And until then, we've decided to forego our regular release schedule and just release the episodes one by one as we've got them ready to go. We figured in the absence of having a baseball season right now, this is something that we could do to help put a little bit more baseball out there into the world a bit faster, a bit sooner. So that's what we're going to do. What this means is we may tease a few movies and a few special guests at the end of these episodes that we were really looking forward to having come on, but they ended up getting delayed. So don't worry, we're still going to get to it. Uh, This is still the show where we're going to watch every baseball movie. It just may not be in the order that we originally promised. So if you're stuck inside, we hope you guys are watching some good baseball movies, maybe catching up on some season one episodes of our show. If you've got, you know, some free time on your hands, Uh, if you're not all the way caught up, And again, we hope you're all staying safe, staying inside, staying healthy. Paul and I are both doing fine, just hunkered down and guarding our toilet paper. So without further ado, here's our episode on Kill the Empire. It's actually one of my favorite episodes that we've ever recorded, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Take care, everybody, and here is Kill the Umpire. The one constant through all the years, Ray... Baseball. God, I love baseball. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. I believe in the church of baseball. There's no crying in baseball! Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Andrew. And I'm Paul. And this is Playball. Baseball at the movies. Paul, you know what this show is? It's a podcast. It's a, po- it's a show. Oh, it's a show. Shows yeah. can be podcasts. We have one season, so it's officially a show. This is a show where we talk about Oh, you every- mean this specific this show? This one. Oh, okay. No, just this, this the whole thing. <laughs> this podcast is the podcast and show yeah. where we watch and talk about every baseball movie. Every single one. Now I know what you there were you doing. Go. I there got you it. Go. What's, what's the relationship? What's the relationship of show to podcast is it like circle rectangle or, or, or rectangle square it, i know what you're saying it's a good question because some people refer to like like all podcasts are shows but right. not all shows are podcasts because a show can right. be like a tv show and then some people right. refer to individual episodes as a podcast as opposed really? to the do you whole do thing as a pod no i don't i hate that i feel like yeah i don't i feel like the podcast is like the the entire thing right it's like saying like, if you were like reading a book and you aren't a single page you're like oh this book yeah is good. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. no and as a page this this book of the entire books yeah <laughs> it doesn't make exactly. sense i hate that anyway well today we're talking about you um, will never hear us do that on this show on this podcast um, <laughs> <laughs> today on yeah. this part of the show podcast yes we're talking about a movie called kill the umpire heck yeah we are it's kind of violent. It's extremely know. violent. It's like, I'm sure oof. most people have thought about killing umpires. At some in the, in because, the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment, because most people don't think about umpires as human beings. To be honest, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. So we're gonna walk through the plot and then review the movie, and then we're gonna do inside baseball, which I'm so excited about. Actually, me too. Man. I had a lot of fun researching all the stories for. There today. was a lot of. It's a topic that we don't talk about much. I love it when we 
stumble across a movie that gives us a chance to talk about some part of baseball that like we normally you know it's like that's the reason for the podcast almost yeah totally (laughs) we got some great segments in inside baseball today too we're going to talk about the history of umpires the training that they receive we're going to talk about some of the most historic calls that umpires have made and and the umpires who have made those calls right and the accuracy of umpires and and maybe get into a little bit of debate about robot umps if they are good for the game i think they are (gasps) spoilers spoilers You don't have to listen to any of the rest of the podcast. Yeah, We're that's done. it. So let's dive in. If you haven't seen this movie, it's about an umpire-hating ex-baseball player who loses his job, or all of his jobs, really, because of his passion for watching baseball games during work hours. Yes. But he decides to combine business and pleasure well, by he becoming... Does, he doesn't really decide. Let's he is forced into yeah. combining <laughs> business with pleasure by becoming an umpire himself. Right. They call that irony. That's correct. <laughs> it stars William Bendix as Bill Johnson, mm-hmm. who also played Babe Ruth in the oh, Babe Ruth story. Yeah. It stars uh, Una Merkel as his wife, Betty Johnson. Ray Collins is his father-in-law, Evans, who's the one who kind of pushes him to become an umpire. Right. And Tom DeAndrea, who is Roscoe Snooker, who A, <sighs> has the best name. That's a, such a good baseball name, dude. <laughs> and B, his character is just uh, the friend. He's like the other yeah, umpire he's, he's friend. The, the twitchy eye friend. Is that it? Is that the whole cast, Paul? Oh, no. You missed a big one, who buddy. Miss? You missed Jimmy O'Brien, who also plays uh, Fred Mertz on I Love Lucy. Oh. Do you know Fred? Do you like I Love Lucy? Mm, not really. What? Who, who does he play? Fred. He plays Fred. You know Fred uh, and Ethel? No, who does he play in this movie? Oh, he's the, the head umpire coach. Oh. Umpire yeah. teacher. That's a good character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was he's happening. I was like, Fred Mertz is in this movie? <laughs> Well, there you go. That guy also. For it was like right. I think I love Lucy. It was like right in the middle of I, or right before mm. I love Lucy. Actually, so That's he cool. looked exactly how he does on the show. That's amazing. Should we listen to the trailer? Let's do it. I'm okay now. No more girls. No, nothing. Steady, Rusk. Steady. I'll give you one minute to get off this field. One, two, three. There we go. Okay. The the music there. If you didn't catch that, three blind mice. That's so good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's. I guess that's a like a classic. Like way fuck to, like, you, umpire. Yeah, troll thing. the umpires yeah, kind of thing. Makes sense. Have you seen that video? Yes, I know what you're going to go ahead. Tell the the people. There's a great video of, I think it's from a minor league game of, it's like in between, it's not in between innings, but like the in between batters or something. And the organ player plays three blind mice and the umpire just points at him. He's like, oh, you're out of here. And he throws out the organ player and he's like, no more sound the rest of the game. And then at the, (laughs) at the second half of the video, the tail end, the, it's like some kid. It might it might be a high school game. I don't know. But yeah. some kid comes on and he's like, they 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 threw out the, the orchid guy. They threw out the organ guy. And, he, and the kid freaking out. He can't believe it. <laughs> umpires, they have unlimited power they sometimes. Do. That well there's for better or for worse. There's an umpire who wrote a memoir called They Called Me God. Wow. What an amazing dude. Yeah. 
Amazing. Therein lies like the the the, the double edged sword problem. of empires. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's tricky territory. It is. Yeah. So let's walk through the plot. Let's do it. So this movie came out in 1950. My favorite baseball facts from that year, Paul. Yeah, let's hear. Write this down. It was the debut of a couple of rookies you may have heard of. Hmm. Vin Scully nope. made his debut as a broadcaster for the Dodgers. Insane. Dude. And the New York Giants. Your team, Paul. My team? Signed an amateur free agent by the name of Willie Mays. Never heard of any of those people or that team. Do you like baseball? That's incredible, dude. Like, uh, yeah. Vince Scully is a Highlander, probably. Like, how is he that old? He's amazing. He's been doing it since forever. Oh, his voice is so good. He is the <laughs> he is the the fake, you know, when anyone does that, like, I don't know, the battle steps up to the plate. Like, people are just doing They're it. They're imitating. Yeah. yeah. Like, he became the norm for and that. And he's, he's in all movies, too. Yeah. yeah. Any movie that has any kind of announcer after 1960 is Vince Scully. Yeah. He's in, he's in, uh, what's the Kevin Costner? Uh, um, Bull Durham for Love of the Game? No, yeah, for Love of the Game. He's called, it's the Yankees and the Tigers. Right. And Vince Scully. Of course he's the, fun. the face of the Dodgers for half a friggin' century. Isn't, is, <laughs> happens and that's to be. like a Tigers game? Yeah, yeah. Cause why not? Okay. So this movie, how it was received okay yeah actually i had a really hard time finding critical reviews there are no critical no, no reviews from critics on rotten tomatoes or kind of anywhere else uh, but it has a 60 percent audience score so okay. people like it people enjoy the you know the fun antics yeah here's a quote from my review <laughs> you're gonna quote yourself yeah, yeah. Here's, a quote, here's a quote from my review <laughs> all right let's hear it meh oh hmm. that's it just a quote. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot more mez in there that he's leaving out. How do I stack up to Roger Ebert? That's <laughs> better sound bites. I mean, I feel like that's gonna make me cry too. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, so we're gonna walk through the plot of this movie. Yeah. If you want to skip the plot and go straight to all the inside baseball stuff, we're gonna tell a lot of great stories about umpires. Check the notes. We'll put the time code of when we start talking about all that stuff. Um, so you can go ahead and, and skip ahead. The TLDR of this movie. It's about umpires. You you're all you're all caught up and now people kill them <laughs> <laughs> but if you're still with us let's walk through this plot let's do it so it opens up with bill johnson as our main guy and it's like a typical 1950s you know, you know the suburban white family yeah I, I, it actually it started with the old-timey cartoon overture oh that's right with the old the uh, three blind, fun. it was a three blind mice three blind mice overture this movie gets really cartoony yes it really and, is just a cartoon well the whole the whole thing at the end is designed by like a cartoon producer the whole like chasing at the end that's why it was like so outrageous the loony oh so oh oh yeah, i know what yeah, you're talking yeah. about yes oh Ooh. that was like Teaser. supposed to be a lo- like designed by a guy who does the looney tunes yeah exactly wow yeah, yeah. that makes a lot of sense you're right yeah but so we meet this family and like right away we learn two things about the bill johnson this main guy one he can't hold a job because he loves baseball so much and yes. it's referenced by all of his family he's lost every job because he finds an excuse to leave and to go, go to the baseball get game. drunk and watch baseball the second thing is he hates umpires with a passion with, with, unanimously all honestly umpires. probably as as passionately as like robert de niro loved uh, <laughs> uh wesley snipes Bobby! <laughs> he kind of reminded me of him to be honest that's uh the fan if you go look go back, back to, to season show, one yeah, yeah yeah so he hates all umpires there's a the, the, it's not the opening scene but it's like one of the first two or three scenes right his, his he's playing well he's playing catch like the kid is uh, uh it's like the, yeah. the kid's delivering the paper i think that's like the first scene yeah you? 
But yeah, the, this little kid is delivering the paper, and mm-hmm. uh, Bill Johnson comes out, and he's like, throw it right here, and the kid throws the paper, and he's like, a perfect strike, or something. And right. then, right away, his father-in-law right. arrives, In the and he's like, nah, it was a ball. And he's like, what does he know? He's an umpire. He can't see anything. He's the scum of the earth. Yeah, or something yeah. Like that. Never listen to that guy. He just, yeah. even, and then he's like, hey, how are you doing? He like he's loves so his nice. father-in-law yeah. and hates that he's an umpire. Right. So that's kind of what we learn about this guy. And then he can like, can like fall into jobs like yeah. in a second. Yeah. This guy loses the jo- a job. By he's like working as like an electrician. Yeah. He gets, loses that job. And, and then, then immediately oh, gets like, an, I'll get another job. And he's he like an office manager. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. The fifties were a different time, huh? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought of that many times watching this movie. So we see him though. The, the father-in-law is coming to stay and everything. And then the next kind of sequence, we basically, we see Bill Johnson go through this routine or go through this experience, which has become routine of, he finds some excuse to sneak out yeah. of work. He yeah. leaves his job to go watch the baseball game. And then get angry at the umpire and literally like run down to the field and try to fight yeah, the umpire. Yeah, he's the loudest, biggest, most obnoxious fan at yes. the game. And he's, his favorite phrase where the title of the movie comes from is, Kill the umpire! Kill the umpire! That was good. Thank you. Yeah. He'd see, he'd, uh, it's pretty it, much that. It's very specific. It's, yes. Kill the umpire! Yeah, it's, it's, so, yeah, he says umpire really strangely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... He makes a big scene at this baseball game. Yes. And the police are Of gonna, which his father-in-law is there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was actually was hinted at a little earlier in the movie. Uh, the So the one of the daughters of Bill, one of Bill Johnson's daughters is yeah. dating a baseball player. So was, yeah, barely. It yeah, was so it's, loosely yeah. established. Yeah. It's, they need it for like two jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he comes home and he's like, uh, the, the, the mother, the wife, um, Una Merkel's character, she's like, you know, you better not lose another job. You know, typical 1950s scolding housewife <laughs> kind of thing. So she's like, you better not lose another job. Yep. And right when she says that, that's a setup for the baseball player boyfriend comes over and he's like, oh, I got those tickets. Yes. And Bill's like, no, 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 no. And he kind of stresses it on the father-in-law. Yes. Like, oh, tickets for him. I knew he was coming. Very Three Stooges-esque. Yeah, it really is is so emblematic of that time period extreme slapstick yeah like this could have been like a flintstones episode it's like it was that cartoony and it was that dated of like this is 50s americana suburban yeah and some of it worked some of the slapstick and some of the the very um over stylized comedy yeah was funny totally and some of it just was not yeah we'll we'll get into that we'll do we'll get it but so he sneaks out he goes to this baseball game and he gets thrown out Right. And as the police are escorting him out, he runs into his boss, who he didn't know was going to... Right. The boss was like, I'm going out on business. And then he went to the baseball game. Right. So, of course, he's like, oh... It's clearly a problem in the 50s for most white male men. <laughs> just sneaking out, going to baseball games and losing their jobs and uh, then just falling into another job. The next day. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so he gets fired. So he gets fired and goes back and his wife is furious and makes him sleep on the couch. Yeah. And he, you know, kind of the, the daughters are like on their dad's side and like rooting for him. And right. it's like, mom. they're like lying for him too. Yeah. yeah. And they're like the mom at one point he's like trying to, the, the, the Una Merkel's character makes him sleep on the couch and then he like tries to get back in the bedroom and she throws a shoe Oh yeah, and it hits him. But he is like, you know, 
pretends that it, he's really injured when he's not. It's just it's and he pro- he promises never to go back yeah, to the, baseball. The point games. is he promises yeah. I'm going to clean up my act and right. do this. So he gets another job at the phone <laughs> like company immediately. Yeah, the next day he's working at the phone company and he has to do some work on these phone lines which are down in the it's sewer. Underground, yeah. But he hears the baseball game being played in a bar. Here's Vince Scully. <laughs> yeah. Two outs, bottom of the ninth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's why it's good. You're not even saying we're what. Yeah. So he gets seduced by the baseball game and he leaves the manhole cover <laughs> and just walks into the bar. Right. And the bartender, and he's watching the game. And of course, it's the same to kill the umpire. Blah, blah. He was oh, safe. He's so uh, loud. And everyone's like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> And the bartender is like, well, you got to buy something if you're going to hang around. So then cut to he's down like 12 beers or yeah, something. Very drunk. Yeah. And so he leaves the game and he goes back down <laughs> to work on the phone lines. And then this was this was funny. I, actually, I wrote that it was pretty funny. Actually. It was a pretty good. Yeah. The gag is he's like connecting. Extremely drunk. He's extremely drunk. And he's connecting all these phone lines. So he keeps kind of interrupting all of these conversations lines, yeah. in progress and the the gag is he's singing he's drunkenly singing to himself take me out to the ball game yeah. and each line corresponds with a different conversation right so that that obviously causes mayhem so he, he clips into the the wire and they're like you know, we're about to deliver the baby. Yeah. Where are you? You know, that like as if they're talking to a husband. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, at the old ball yeah. game. And she's like, you're, we're you getting a divorce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then, that was pretty fun. That yeah, was fun. it was. There's like, you know, five it or six It went on probably those. too long. Yeah. But, it's a fun gag. But they were fun, yeah. And then he passes out, gets caught. There's like so much. He causes all this phone conundrums it's in the, the city. The city is yes. just up in flames <laughs> from this phone thing. <laughs> that they figure out where he is and they fire him. Right. So he's back at home and the wife is going to leave. This right. is Betty's last straw. Set up. And she's on her way out and then the father has this idea. The father-in-law has this idea. We're going to send him to umpire school. Right. He can be around baseball. It's a perfect job. Yeah, exactly. So And he's like, fuck yeah no. he's like absolute not and he's yeah. freaking out he hates umpires he hates umpires he hates them so much it, he hates umpire you get the sense he hates umpires more than like he loves his own team yeah. Like, oh yeah he's against the it's not yeah he's pro whatever team yeah and he hates it when they get bad calls he hate he's he hates umpires they get in the way of of baseball being good totally period. yeah 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 so he goes to umpire school and then we yes. kind of move into the second act but he has like a plan yeah that or I think that the father-in-law calls the father-in-law Fred Mertz. Yeah, the and, father-in-law helps set up the umpire school. Yes, he's like, "Hey, yo, Fred Mertz from I Love Lucy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, my son-in-law is going to your school, but he's going to do everything he can to get kicked out because he's a piece of shit and yeah. he hates umpires. So mm-hmm. don't let, don't kick him out no matter what. So at every the umpire school is like. It's like a, uh, it's like the army. It's like boot camp. It is like boot camp. Correct. <laughs> it's like drill sergeants for umpires. So, so the first scene, he goes in and he puts on these huge like Coke bottle glasses, right, and to pretends be to be blind, very st- stumbling around. Yeah, and he's, that actually, I thought that was a pretty funny scene. It too. was pretty funny. It was pretty he's, funny. He's like talking to the wall and yeah, the what's his name, Fred Mertz. Yeah, he's like <laughs> I mean, that's clearly his, on the other side that's of the room. Yeah. yeah, he's clearly on the other side of the room and. 
you know, he misses the chair when he's sitting down. He's, he's pretending all the blind. jokes that were good in this movie were good, and then they went on for like four times longer That's than they true. should. That's very true. But he he's not going to take any shit. Uh, he's like, well, I can't see very well, and it's like, well, at least you got the good spirit to keep trying. Right, you know, yeah. he doesn't let him just. You're just, honorable because you want to be enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I think they see baseball through the window. Yeah, and he's like, and. There's a play like across the field. Yeah. And yeah. Bill Johnson can't help himself. He's like, he was safe. What are you talking He's about? Not out. <laughs> yeah. He was safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's my stupid impression. It's really good. Thanks. That's like as much as people really need to experience it. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> just, but he said it the same way like every time. Yeah. He really He'd did. always like do this like arm thing where he'd like puff his chest up like, he was safe. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see my arms, but they just did a fun little. Kill the umpire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so then fred mertz is like yeah you're a liar yeah you piece of shit get down there so then we have this whole basically we have this whole montage he meets yeah. his roommate who is who's his his roommate oh, this was so fucking convoluted so dumb he his so roommate dumb. whenever he thinks about his girlfriend he gets so excited that he has this insane eye twitch so he takes two <laughs> sets of eye drops one one to <laughs> so ridiculous the more the more you explain it it just sounds so stupid so much setup so and i like watching it i'm like this is pretty dumb but like yeah. it's so dumb it doesn't yeah. make any sense i didn't really think about it too much yeah. but now i can do okay so anytime he <laughs> sorry it's so funny anytime he yeah. thinks about yeah. his girlfriend or any girl any any girl if actually you know what it was you know what it was yeah anytime he sees any girl it makes him think about his girl that's right that makes his what, eye what we're saying ladies and gentlemen is that this is the horniest man <laughs> anytime he thinks or sees a woman he gets so horny that his eye just starts twitching so that he has medication <laughs> to, to, to help him with his horny eye twitch he has two set two, two sets two of eye droppers one, the first eye drops to relax his eyes, right? To stop the twitch, right? Which, as we'll later find out, apparently just make you go blind. It just is the worst <laughs> thing you could put in your eyes. And so then he takes another set to re-strengthen his eyes, right? After making them go blind from the first. Why one. didn't he? You should just use the the second one. <laughs> That's it. Just use the strengthener. I think that I think the gag is supposed to be the logic. It relaxes very heavy eye the quotes. twitch. No, the 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 strengthening one would like make the twitch worse so he needs to relax to stop the twitch and then strengthen so he can see again so fucking <laughs> my horny eye twitch is acting up again <laughs> gotta take my eye drops and that's his character oh that's it that's, <laughs> that's him. the extent that's of his, his character thing. that these friends he becomes friends with our yeah. protagonist so then we kind of have this montage they're at umpire boot camp and they're doing yeah. it's it's literally it's like you know it's like the opening scene of i don't know like Jarhead or like or, uh, any of the Full, full Metal, metal Jacket. Jacket. Yeah. yeah, of just, you know, instead of doing jumpy jacks and running, <laughs> they're like, they're like doing calls, there, right? There is they're a practicing. Block, a, like a marching band regiment of like yeah. five by ten umpires, umpires in a block. And they're all like spreading their arms out. He's safe. In unison. And then calling, you know, pumping the fist and, and be like, he's thing, out. Andrew, we're going to get into this inside baseball, but a little spoiler alert. That's actually very accurate. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I told you I can't wait to yeah, talk about it. I know. It's <laughs> it's insane, dude. Anyway, so, so, yeah. he, so he does this, and, and there's this just whole montage of he tries to do everything wrong. So he, he does the reverse 
out safe. They're like out right. safe. He's he's out. Opposite. He's safe. He's out. He's safe. He does the opposite. They're doing push-ups, and he's going down when they're going up right. and stuff like right. that. Right. There's a whole big long gag about they show the, the chest protector. The chest protectors at the time were like an inflatable like airbag essentially. So yeah. he inflates it too much. That huge and it pops up. Yeah, and, and there's a whole thing. He's like his shoes. The spikes thing was so stupid. The spikes I on really his shoes. I really did not like that gag. I know, me too. It's so... Uh, the spikes on his shoes get stuck in the wood <laughs> and then he has this giant inflatable thing because he's trying to mess it up. He's, he's like, trying to fuck it up. The other yeah. umpire's like, you blew it up too much. And he's yeah. like, I'm doing it my way. This is the way I like it. Yeah, yeah. so then he's like... He his shoes are stuck in the wood. He falls forward, bounces off of this trampoline esque <laughs> inflatable <laughs> chest protector, and then he hits his head on the lockers behind him, which pushes him forward. So he's just he's like a metronome. He's just like bouncing on the ground right. from this thing, and everybody comes in and laughs. And it's oh, it's just so it's really dumb. I mean, seriously, I, I forget who, but like it was like the producer or somebody was like like after this did nothing but cartoons for like the rest of their career. Makes so a lot of sense. All of these gags are extremely human. So cartoon. over the top yeah. because it essentially is a cartoon. It really was. So he does everything he can to get kicked out and eventually does get, he kicked, does get out. kicked out. Yeah. And he's thrilled. He's really Super excited. excited. Right. So, so he, he pack- can go back to losing more jobs. <laughs> God. Yeah. I felt like this movie was just like, see- the logic was like scene by scene. Yes. It's like, he's happy to get out to go back to his yes. shitty life that he's like, I'm never going to do it again. And then the next day he does it again. Yeah. I'm going to do this the next day. You know, it's just, yeah. anyway. Um, <laughs> we'll so he gets kicked out and he goes and he's waiting for the train and he sees kids. This was actually the one. I like the scene. Scene I really kind of liked. Yeah, I liked it too. There's a Sandlot game of just kids. Happening next to the train station. The train's not coming for an hour. Right. So the Sandlot game is going on. And they break out into a fight. Yeah, they, a there's a there's a close call, like a slide in at home or something. Yeah. And he goes over and he's like, he was safe. You know, I'm calling it like I see it. Yeah. And they're like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I'm an umpire. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, if let's, he's an umpire, he's calling it. it like I see it. Yeah. yeah. So they say, will you stick around? And he's like, oh, the train's not coming for an hour. Sure. Yeah. So he sticks around and he umps the game, and they're thrilled. The kids right. are he, like even. He, there's like a couple of shots of like he calls like the kid moves the bag and yeah, he yeah, calls he, him out and he says, oh, you were right. You know, right. But they have this successful game and then the kids are like, let's play another. And he's like shocked. And they're like, normally we get into so many fights. We you can't get through a game it, yeah. before it gets dark. But having the umpire was so great. Yeah. And so he's unsure with the train. And he says, oh, screw it. And he stays. And you can see him real, realizing two things at once. Realizing his love of the game. Yeah. And realizing that his love of the game can be translated into umpiring and, and how important umpires yeah, are. Yeah, umpires can have a positive right. effect. Like without umpires, the game would be nothing. Yeah, because here it is with these kids. Right. So they have this like Ernie Banks moment. Like, let's play two. Yeah, let's And go. That's, that's the joy of baseball. Totally. Yeah, everybody feels. So he, you know, hangs his head and goes back and asks for forgiveness. Right, he goes back to the school. Yeah, yeah tries to tries to get back in. He says, I'm going to do it right. And and the head the headmaster, Fred Mertz, doesn't want to have him back, but he says, we'll leave it up to the boys. And all he goes, yeah, he's yeah, trying his it. best. Yeah, sure. Let's let him back in. That didn't, that was not earned at all, but <laughs> sure, I'll yeah, take it. Uh, sure, whatever. So he graduates. There's a whole comedy bit of, he he starts to love 
being an umpire yes actually and he's like studying he's like studying around the clock and like right in his he's obsessed he's, with it he's in his sleep he's like you're out you're safe you're out <laughs> there's some fun gags yeah so he the 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 setup is he's so tired from studying all the time that he sleeps in too late and the, on the last right. the, the graduation they're going to have like an exhibition game and each umpire is going to ump for two innings yeah so that all of the independent leagues around the country scouts yeah can come and see how they're doing and then possibly get them jobs in right, their right. independent leagues and he oversleeps because he's been so studying so much so his Roscoe Snooker is like, here, take my eye drops. And he only takes the bad one. And that's the whole reason for the eye drops to exist, really, in yeah. the movie, is oh, for this moment. Man. So he takes the relaxing <laughs> he one. He takes the horny eye drops. <laughs> <laughs> his horny oh, Tylenol. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so he take, doesn't take the strengthener. He takes the relaxer, and, and so then he gets onto the field, and like he starts to see double. Yeah, everything's double vision. Every, it's double, but not like double, like like it's time travel delayed. Yeah. Also, yes. so there's like actually, I don't even know how they did this film wise. I think they must think have they, printed it and then printed it again. Did it again, yeah. But it's both seeing double, and they're about. Five seconds apart. Right. So if the so. pitcher pitched a pitch, it would come in, hit the mitt, and then the pitcher would do it again about yeah. three seconds later, and it would come in again. So the whole gag is he starts calling everything twice because right. he's seen... Strike! It. Strike! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're safe! You're safe! Yeah. Out! Out! So he gets his nickname two times... John, two times Johnson. Two times Johnson. Two yeah. call Johnson. Two call Johnson. That's and the scouts two. like it. They were like, yeah. oh, I like oh, this guy's yeah, style. Yeah. So he's offered a job in the Texas Independent League, right, with his buddy. Right. This is all in. This is all in Florida, by the way. This is all. This is all independent. Also accurate. Minor leagues and stuff. By the way, they had a. They had the first exhibition game. It's tech. It's between the uniforms are New York and Cleveland. Yeah. But it's literally just New York and Cleveland, and there are two teams in the Florida Independent League. <laughs> So now he he and Roscoe are offered jobs in the Texas Independent League. Yeah. So he gets there and learns immediately that umps are completely hated. Right. No one loves them. Yeah. Which you think he would he would remember? Yeah. He's right. like shocked. Yeah. And they get and they're like they're saying kill the umpire. Yes. People running down trying to find them. Throwing stuff yeah. at him. They're throwing mitts and and stuff. And he's like can't believe it. He's like we're human beings, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like shocked. And then the owner of the league was like, it went well. They loved you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was kind of funny. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. So he starts all to, of his double takes. We're very good, I thought. Yeah. The main guy. Very good. Yeah. So he starts to umpire in this minor league, this independent league. Yeah. We see him kind of on the circuit. Traveling around. Yeah. And then the whole... The, so, the, the from, from this point on... I kind of just want to breeze through this. The movie gets <laughs> crazy. Yeah. yeah. Basically, he's on a train. There's some gangsters on the train. Gangsters. And they're like... It turns into an action movie from here on out, to be yeah. honest. Why is it Why is it every movie? Because... Uh, What's it called? The um, take me out to the ball game was right yeah. around this time too. That was with what, the gangsters. Yeah, gangsters were very popular. Too. I guess gangsters. That's what they had to bet. That on. was it the was villain. Baseball. Yeah. yeah. So there are these gangsters on the train. They have put a large bet on one certain team. Right. So and they, they want, know he's on the train. Yeah. So they want to try and bribe him because right. they're like he hates being an umpire right. and also he has a family that he needs to provide for. <laughs> right. So we'll bribe him to 
easy peasy. Yeah, to put to the call calls it, our to, way. To what's the phrase to turn to what to turn it? Throw the game. Throw the game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, fix he's the not, game. To yeah. Fix the game. Yeah. Yeah. He's not playing, so he can't really right. throw up. To make the make sure one team calls. loses or wins. Yeah, exactly. Right. Fix all the calls in their favor. So they put an envelope of money with a note telling him what to do. Yes. Like while he's sleeping. And suddenly he has the most integrity in the world. Yeah. Also, there's a whole thing of like in the middle of the night, Roscoe knocks over his, again, his bad eye drops <laughs> and they like fall down into his closed eyes while he's sleeping. <laughs> So then Bill Johnson wakes up and he's got this money right. and he's like seeing double and he's But also like big people are now big. Yeah, the everything it's like all different. Yeah. It's all so stupid. So there's this whole hijinks on the train, like he calls the, the gang he he tries to call the head of the right. league. Someone's trying to bribe me. Yeah. yeah. And then the gangsters find out and then they try to get their bribe back. Right. There's and, like a tussle. And, yeah, and and Bill Johnson's booted off the train. It's insane. He like falls yeah. off the it's back just, or whatever. And he's fine. And then, and then there's like a, oh my God, I forgot about this. Yeah. Part. So then Roscoe and the head of the league are driving around Texas looking for him. And they find. <laughs> I just wrote my, read my notes. Holy shit. It's an action movie. He's off the train. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he's, he's booting off the train. So then, well, I thought you were, were talking about though. No, the next, next part is insane. Yeah. So the head of the league and Roscoe are driving around to the field, the country of Texas, looking for Bill Johnson. He's got to be out here somewhere. And where do they find him, Paul? Well, they find him being towed by two uh, Native Americans, <laughs> or one one's on a horse, and then he has and like the one of those like is, um, the horse it's not is like a wagon. It's like a plow. Yeah, like in a the back. Yeah, where, where the horse is basically dragging. It looked like a like a piece of wood with a carpet there's on a it. name for it where it's like a yeah it's like a, a like not a lean to that's not the name but yeah it's two pieces of wood with fabric and that just kind of yeah. drags behind and so this horse is it's a wagon without wheels essentially him which, and and like a like a native american older woman, right? native american woman yeah. yeah and he's and he's just talking to her like nothing. he's like oh boy can you believe this <laughs> which was kind of funny <laughs> and then he asked them it's, some kind of some kind of question. I think she like they hint that like she's into him. Kind of. Oh, do they? I, I think kind of pick up on that. And then he like says some stupid question. And then of course the Native American that is riding the horse holds up his hand and says, "How?" He does the oh, classic "How?" Oh. And he goes, oh, "I don't know. You're on your own. I don't know about that, buddy." Because he's looking at the girl. It's so. It was Jeez. so bad. Oh man. Of the time, though. Definitely of the time. Yeah. Oof. Anyway. Anyway. So then they find him, <laughs> and he goes with them. Yeah. So they they take him to the, the big game that they're going to have. At the big game, there's a controversial play and call. Yeah. Like, the the home team guy is, like, sliding home. Some, yeah, it's stupid. Oh, oh no, it's, it's the other. Yeah, I forget. So it's the other team, the, the visitor team. Yeah. Uh, the guy is sliding into home. Yes. And knocks out the catcher. The catcher drops the ball. Yep, the catcher drops the ball. But then he, he picks gets, it up, doesn't he? He drops the ball and picks it up, but he, he also gets, like, knocked in the head. Correct. So, so he's, he's out knocked cold. out, but holding the ball. Yeah. And Bill Johnson calls the guy safe because right. he saw that the catcher dropped the ball. And Texas loses their mind. They're freaking out. And the, everybody's sitting with like giant cowboy hats against yes. throwing stuff on the field. There are, a mob comes onto the field. The gangsters lead a mob onto the right. field. Oh, the yeah. And 
can't forget the gangsters. Bill Johnson has this watch that his family gave him when he graduated. Even Ed had gangsters. Now that I think about it. <laughs> what is this weird Best fucking all time? This weird baseball movie trope of gangsters being I, involved. I kind of want to write a big gangster movie now. <laughs> I want to write Goodfellas, but with baseball. With baseball, yeah. I guess that's kind of the fan. I guess a little bit <laughs> so yeah. already. Yeah. So. There's a mob on the field. There's a mob on the field. There's a big fight. Bill Johnson's like, I'm going to throw you out in 60 seconds if you're not off the field. And he takes his watch and he throws it into the field. And then he gets punched. He calls the game. Right. He says, says, uh, the home team forfeits the game. And And he's like, now I'm off the clock. And he punches him in the face. Like in a huge fight. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so Flash forward to out. now he's sequestered. He's in this hotel. Right. And the whole town wants to murder him. Right. They're, they're, <laughs> it's all, like all over the news. They're like his name. No, they're not. The police are stopping people from coming in the town. But, 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 but they also hate him too. Yeah, like all the gangsters are around and it's like not it's, safe for him to leave. They're the like, hotel. At the, right. They're in the top floor of this hotel and there's literally a mob outside the hotel yeah. waiting to not only kill the umpire, as they say, yeah. but they have tar and feather down there they have this big vat of tar oh they're yeah. like warming up and they have the feathers like we're fucking ready yeah. it's like oh my god yeah. that is so fucking brutal seriously it's so insane Jesus. anyway so they're waiting to tar and feather uh, the dude yeah so we go through this whole kind of extended it's not a montage it's just like three it's or four scenes crazy in sequence yeah, yeah of no oh, sequence that's a good term yeah, it's, <laughs> it's this crazy sequence of them trying to figure out how to get him out because he's he, the family shows up and everything and they're like just don't go to the game and he's like no i've got integrity i call him like i he's see him. so much integrity yeah. yeah so but also the hotel's like you got to get the fuck out of here because he has integrity gonna... but also everything he does next is kind of terrible <laughs> really bad yes so only for baseball he, only he tries to sneak out baseball. he tries to sneak out they're not going to let him and then the hotel's like you have to leave though dude yeah because they're going to tear a hotel down yeah so then so then what he they like try to cut the power for the lights so he tries so he to sneak, sneak out, out the, the lobby dark. doesn't work it doesn't work they find him they throw eggs and stuff yeah, at he him comes he back goes in. back up so then they like start fires the plan <laughs> i guess they don't really explicitly say what it is but the plan is to simulate a fire isn't someone a firefighter oh yeah oh yeah someone's a fi- like roscoe was like a per- former firefighter you, oh is that and he's like he's it? like he's yeah he's like oh yeah if they're above the 12th floor we'll uh He's like, they'll, if they think you're up, okay, here's what happens. They're like, if they think you're abroad, well, they'll send the ladders up for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. So they start fires. You know? like, <laughs> they like break into burn, other people's rooms. Break into other people's rooms, burn newspapers in the bathtub. And so stuff. that there's a lot of smoke coming out the windows. At the top, right. At the top floor. And so then it's like, the they call the fire department. Right. And, and he wears and women's clothes. People are... <laughs> People are like, people are like freaking out, and they're like trying to get out, and they're you know also been... they're also blocking the elevators. Oh my god! Yeah, which I don't know what the point of that scene was. I don't know. But they're either. like elevators not working, and people are like, I gotta get out of this We're going burning to hotel. Die. Yeah. <laughs> so then, meanwhile, Bill Johnson's dressing in drag. <laughs> did they do a joke? Because at this point, I was just so like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Did they? They should have done a gag. Maybe they did where. Uh, our t- horny twitchy guy should have his eyes started twitching should oh, have started it? twitching when oh, he <laughs> looked at bill johnson just in women's clothes that would have been pretty funny don't, don't think they uh, yeah. did that joke so the floor is too high for the ladders to reach right so bill johnson so he has to jump out the window as he dresses as a woman and they they're holding the what is it like the net uh, thing the trampoline like tra- thing. yeah it's yeah. not really a net yeah 
to catch him. The, the thing yeah. that that is using. You know, that's also that's it's also a Dumbo. A, that's yeah. That's also I was gonna say that's also a cartoon trope. That's oh, in like tons of. It's an incredibly things. unsafe cartoon. Wiley, <laughs> Wiley Coyote and yeah, they all use Bugs it. Bunny. They, they all, all crash through it. They they bounce off of it into like oh yeah that telephone wire. Yeah, exactly. Or so back stupid. into the fire or something like that. So he jumps out the window. And or I they, think he like yeah accidentally falls it doesn't matter yeah he falls out the window and and they catch him but they're he's bouncing up and down right as happens as, in sure. cartoons and then then they realize the firefighters like, realize yeah, they're like that's not a brawl that's two call johnson let's kill him <laughs> and they drop they drop him so then they chase they all the whole town's people they all chase him around the alley right um roscoe steals an ambulance commandeers an ambulance in <laughs> you know, the name of umpires not like that's needed for the people in the burning building no no <laughs> of the fire they like faked but also yeah. there was fire yeah, yeah. it's not like it wasn't a fire that they started so outrageous anyway so he gets in the car with what's his name roscoe snooker horny twitchy guy roscoe roscoe yeah. snooker so roscoe's driving the ambulance bill hops on the back and then it just turns and into all the gangsters are like let's get him and they get in their cars it turns into looney tunes meets french connection it really does it actually <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously it does i wish i i didn't write it down on my notes but i read you might know because i think it might have been on the B trivia anyway somebody who Des- the person who designed this sequence, yeah. I don't know if they were a producer or like a stunt coordinator or what, after this, they went on to work in cartoons for seriously like 50 years, like Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny. There and- were some pretty good cartoony gags. <laughs> so he's on this ambulance and then- And they're they- shooting at him. The gangsters sh- yeah. are shooting <laughs> they at are. them. Yeah. With Trying guns. to actually kill the umpire. <laughs> yeah. The gangsters take a turn off. They block the road. Right. And he's got to like swerve around them. So they crash into a fence. Yes. Correct. And they drive through a field. And there's and the, dragging the fence behind them. There's like a, there's like a, there's almost like a sled piece yeah. of this fence. Yes. But the, 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 it was like a barbed wire fence. Yes. So the wires get caught. So they're, by their the ambulance is dragging this sled fence post essentially by these wires uh, like a, a water ski yeah, situation. yeah exactly and and what happens bill johnson tumbles out and lands on that Which, so he we have established so far in this movie he's good at falling out of moving vehicles <laughs> so he picks up another piece of the wire and he's essentially riding this like a sled yes. they drive all through town and every every he, every well, joke every gag that you can think of so like stupid. they do that first There's, he's attached to the car yeah and then somehow he gets unattached from the car and he the, yeah, maintains to, his speed yeah uh, unattached oh from yeah the car. there's like a swerve and it comes off right and he's sliding down like five miles of hills <laughs> it's insane yeah straight to the stadium but he gets reunited with the car eventually yeah that's but then right. they go to the stadium and then he yeah. oh and it, okay that, that's the other thing we forgot but basically the guy the catcher who dropped the ball he's yeah. been out he's been unconscious this whole time in a yeah. coma or whatever the fuck right so at this game <laughs> in a coma whatever, one day yeah so whatever at the game <laughs> when he finally gets there and the crowd wants to kill the umpire the owner of the league is like, wait, the catcher's awake. He's got something to say. Yeah. And he's like, I well, just, wait, wait. So, oh, this scene is yeah. insane, actually. You're so, right. yeah, let's go. Over they it. arrive at the stadium. Yeah. And he's there and he's like, I'm here to call the game. And then it cuts to, <laughs> <laughs> it cuts to like three audience, three, specific three crowd audience members, members. Yes. And they're like, kill the umpire. Duke Hall Johnson stinks. You're yeah. a bum. Yes. You know, they all hate All specific. Him. Yeah. And then the head of the league is like, wait, the catcher woke up from his 
He's got something one to say. Coma. Yeah. And he's like, I dropped the ball and he called it like he saw it. And, you know, he was right. It was the right call. This was actually really funny. Yeah. I laughed. So then they cut right back to those same Immediately. three people yeah. and they're like, Bill Johnson's a hero. I love him so yeah, much. He, yeah. Why? He calls it like he's a good guy. He belongs you know? in the Hall of Fame. What yeah, a guy. Was, yeah. That was pretty fun. So then they're like, what do you want to do? And he's he's like, they're like, what do you have to say, Bill? And he's like, there's only two words I can say is play ball. The name every- of our podcast. Yeah. Everyone cheers. Yeah. The pitcher throws a ball. He calls it a strike. And then back to the same three they people. They all hate him. You bum me. You killed the umpire. You can't call him for shit. You know, they, they hate him again. I wrote, at the, my last note was, what a tragedy this ending is. The human race is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty existential. It kind I of mean, is, yeah. This is like... I don't really know what I learned from this movie other yeah. than we suck well, as a race. I have some thoughts. Okay. Yeah, so that's the movie. That's the whole movie. Yeah. He lives. No one kills him. No one kills the Empire. Or any Empires. They tried, because like we they said, did. they were going Shooting to tar and feather guns. and then shot at him yeah. with guns. With <laughs> oh bullets. Anyway, Jeez. let's uh, review the movie, shall we? So I... Look, it's a harmless little comedy. It hasn't aged well. Yeah. You know, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, it's whatever. If someone said, would you recommend it? I'd say sure. If you like baseball... You're never going to see another. I don't think there's any other movie about umpires. Yeah. I, I, I will say, I kept thinking I'd be down for a remake of it. It was a the, the concept yeah. of someone who hates umpires becoming an umpire. Just that logline is enough of a concept. To, there's some there's something in there. Yeah. It, I wish it it almost felt like like I wish they had better comedians in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I wish this this felt like what happens a lot today i think when it's like regular writers or non-comedy writers are yeah. like we're gonna attempt a comedy and then they yeah. get some actor who's not a comedian who doesn't have that timing and it's like you can't just call something a comedy and make it funny like i was thinking about other movies of the time yeah and the two things i thought of were every abbott and costello movie of course and uh sullivan's travels sure patty chayesky and those are both still so funny. Yeah. They hold up so well. Yeah. You can look at earlier things, Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. Yeah. All of that stuff is still funny today. It holds up. And this just so doesn't. It's like, I, I wish, yeah. I wish some really, com- really truly comedy people, mm-hmm. comedy geniuses would take this. Like you, know like, like you said, strong concept. Yeah. And, and, like, like if Abbott and Costello did this movie, would have been amazing. It would have been awesome. You know, it would have been amazing too. Fucking Jerry Lewis uh, as the yeah. ump. Like it, it could have been like the bellboy too. Have you seen yeah. the bellboy? Where it could have just been like a vignette of funny ump things. Yeah, and that would have been good enough. It's something that it made me think about is kind of how far we've come in. A, uh, I want to say like like feminism or like sure. a Me Too context mm-hmm. because. This was, I mean, it's dated, yeah, of, of course. course. Not everything ages well. And, yeah. yeah, that's a whole debate that you know we don't have to get into of judging something in the t- at the time versus now. Yeah, but I thought something that something I really picked up on was he's like a bum. Like they they make that point of he can't hold a job right. because he loves baseball, right? And his wife is the one saying, "I'm like threatening, I'm going to leave you." All this stuff, right. so. It, it's just they make her essentially the antagonist by nagging. Yeah. Yeah. And she's saying, I'm going to withhold things like cooking you dinner and yeah. letting you sleep in my bed. Sure. 
and all that. So she's essentially the like he's the protagonist. So they want us to be sympathetic with him, even though he's a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. And they make her the antagonist yeah. by saying, you have to support your family and two children and, and all these things. Yeah. And so that just struck me of like the spectrum of sexism, I guess. This isn't the sexism that's portrayed, not how it's portrayed, but mm-hmm. that is portrayed in something like a league of their own, which is yeah, like yeah. girls can't play ball. Right. Like it's not that, but it's all, it's, it's, I wrote down here. It's a it's, classic it's, patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. It's cashing in an implied sympathy mm. that we no longer credit these types of characters with. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just because this is the protagonist and this is the setup and the situation mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm automatically, well, I'm on his side and all yeah, oh, that totally. nagging wife. And, yeah. you know, yeah, oh, I love my guy. You know, it just didn't do much. You're kind of like, oh, this is no good. Yeah. You know, no, I don't. True. You know, I'm not on his side. They didn't do much to get you on his side the entire movie. Yeah. Until that Sandlot scene. But that's what... Which is way too late. But that's what a lot of these movies of the time do, which... Yeah. They they don't... They don't work to earn our sympathy. It's just, they say, that guy's the protagonist, so I'm on board. Well, there's also the argument of... Or supposed to be. Maybe at the time, the nagging wife trope would have earned our sympathy for him oh that's true you know what i mean like that idea of like oh now he's got a nagging wife Uh, i feel for you buddy i got one too so that's my guy so that might have been the case as well yeah um but yeah i thought overall that this movie had an interesting concept and it uh i liked that it was about umpires umpires i liked that by the end his sort of journey is I'm just going to call him like I see him. Yes. And his arc, his, the second half of his arc yeah. <laughs> was good. Yeah. He is, he, I, I wrote down the same thing. I always try and find some positives. Yeah. Um, he is given a very good arc. Yes. Of going from, I hate umpires to what we, uh, what umpires do are important. And yes. I'm going to be, I'm going to have integrity now. Totally. And so, I think that's an, that is an important arc that has a lot of relevance today. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there are a lot of movies from the time. Like, uh, we were talking about Take Me Out to the Mall game. Like, Gene Kelly doesn't really have an arc in that. No. He kind of does, no. but it's like, I'm going to be a little bit less of an right. asshole. And no. this guy is like a complete character transformation. He definitely learns things. But then, like, yeah. once he learns things, the third act is him. He doesn't change. Yeah. Just, he's just kind of the same. And he's suddenly this better person. And then it turns into a cartoon and then it's over. Yeah. I mean, just the world of the movie is still just like so cartoony and yeah outlandish yeah i there are some funny bits i wrote down the comedy that i really liked okay um the umpire in school again is funny even just the idea of it is funny oh yeah um him pretending to be blind was good yeah uh at the beginning he goes to the game and then it's the first game that he's at when he loses his job and he says boy this making a living sure interferes with baseball (laughs) (laughs) love that feel that way all the time uh, he says, how can I buy an umpire? I've got good eyes. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty, pretty good. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty like, much it. <laughs> there's other jokes in there, but like I said earlier that any good bits were good and then they just just hit them yeah. into the ground. They just went on five to 10 times longer than they yeah. should have. I do really agree with you about if this movie was remade now because the concept yeah, is pretty strong. It's a cool concept. Kevin Costner. <laughs> there is a great, yeah, here's my true. pitch. There is a great 
Kevin Costner Disney his, umpire movie. His last baseball movie. <laughs> yeah. He's the old ump. Yeah. Something happens. Yeah. He's forced out of the league because the league wants to get younger or whatever. Right. And so he has to go and like ump like little league. community league or something. It's pretty good. It's and pretty then good. he's umping the little league for like underprivileged kids. Yeah. He's got a bond with like the young player who helps him like become a better family man. It's Maybe good. it's like his granddaughter wants to yeah, play yeah. baseball. Something like that's a great movie. Totally. I'd go see that movie. Totally. The, the, it could the, be called the, Safe at Home. Oh fuck! You've already <laughs> written it. Now that you said it out loud, though, it's, no one, the studio can't actually use it now. Right? Isn't that a law? Like if you Is pitch things without unsolicited, they can't. Oh really? Technically use it. Anyway, Disney, if you want to hire me to write that movie, I can do it. Yeah, let us know. Um, even though it's illegal. No, I think. <laughs> so, I think I think the idea of why anyone becomes an ump mm. why they do it yeah is is definitely a territory rife for cool storytelling yeah totally um and i think that it's a really cool theme that this movie kind of addresses and then it doesn't <laughs> at the end yeah. um, i mean it's not attempting to no we, we wish that it, it did. gets close you know, yeah, yeah. it gets really close so my dad had this <laughs> rule for my sister and i of like if we had like cake or something, yeah. So one person cuts and the other person chooses. Mm. So it's like a King Solomon. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Sure. It made me think of that. Of like, he's gonna try and call him as he sees him. Like, there's no yeah. like umpires don't have loyalty to one team or another or whatever. No. They don't stay with. It's not like the four umpires who work at Yankee Stadium and they always call the Yankee games or whatever. Right. Like the whole system of umpires actively dissuades any kind of favoritism. Exactly. The point is just try your best to call things accurately. Right. And that... To make the game function. Yeah, and and fair. That should not... If you do that well, it won't favor any team or another. It's not like... I mean, you know, and that's why that's why across all sports and in across all uh, life, really, that's why we have cops. That's why we have a government. That's why we have referees in basketball. Mm-hmm. Without those, without rules, we crumble. <laughs> and without people to kind of enforce them, we crumble. Yeah. Now, as um, we'll see with umpires, but also with everything else, we're human. We're fallible. Doesn't always work totally. out that way. <laughs> um, there's a great podcast. I've told you about this podcast against the rules with Michael Lewis. Yeah, I, I have so good. Um, and he really does analyze that question of why people become judges or umpires yeah. and referees but also like what happens when they're bad and what happens when they're good you gotta give that a listen it's really really good shout anyway out, shout out to michael lewis michael go lewis. listen to his podcast he needs our help promoting him <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway okay moving on that's it that's kill the empire yeah should we move on paul i think yeah i just said that so let's talk about <laughs> some inside baseball baseball Inside the movie. Inside the movie about the baseball. Oh, what? I just want to see how long I keep oh, you going. Just keep it going? <laughs> yeah. that, not very long. <laughs> it's, you did it. It's over. Okay. So what are we talking about first, Paul? All right. First, we're going to talk about the history of the MLB umpire. Ooh, I love it. I don't yeah. know anything about this. Well, buckle up, buddy. Because <laughs> I got 30 pages. <laughs> All right. So let's learn about it. Let's do it. We'll start at the beginning. Okay. Probably a good part, place to start. Actually, let's start even even before the that. The Big Bang. The origin of the word <laughs> umpire. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. According to the Middle Earth Middle <laughs> Middle Earth Dictionary. According <laughs> to the Middle uh, Middle English Dictionary, the word num nom spelled N O U M P 
P-E-R-E, the predecessor uh, of, of the word umpire, came from the old French, non-pair, meaning one who is requested uh, to act as an arbiter of a dispute between two people. Ooh. Yeah. The N was lost after it was written in 1426 or 1427, and that became known as umpire. So, so there you go. N- 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 what is it? Non-pair? Non- <clears throat> it used to be numpair, num like numpair, and now it's umpair. Kill the numpair. That's right. <laughs> numpair. What if we still call them numpairs today? There's a, a lot of good jokes in there. <laughs> what a sure. different word. What a different experience of the world. Oh yeah, numpair from umpire. It's incredibly different. Um, we'd probably say numpire. Numpire. <laughs> You're fucking numb, mump. <laughs> Nump. We'd say numb. Numb. That's weird. <laughs> okay. Who's gonna nump this game? <laughs> so. Around 1845, okay, around the dawn of baseball, the, the, what would, it's crazy, dude. The idea was that this, I got a lot of this from this uh, website called um, SteveTheUmp.com. Okay, a lot of references. Um, he's just like this ump history, and he's got ump tips, and he's a, <laughs> he's a big ump fan. He's a big ump fan. They're they're out there. They exist. He's an umpy. You know, you know, his fans of umps, other umps. That's what I discovered. That there's this like brotherhood that they all love each other kind of like cops i'm gonna get into that later um so the idea was in 1845 that the pretz quote the president of the club shall appoint an umpire who shall keep the game in a book provided for that purpose and note all violations of the bylaws and rules okay and then as the as they kept Should playing call them narcs <laughs> pretty much then as the the, the matches uh, continued over the years uh, and the clubs became more frequent they had three officials were commonly used, one umpire chosen by each team, and then a neutral referee to decide the often partisan split decisions, mm. which is an interesting way to do it. Yeah. It kind of makes sense, I guess. And then in 1858, the National Association of Ballplayers sanctioned a single umpire, sometimes a spectator or even a player chosen by the home team with the consent of the rival team captain, mm. which is also a crazy kind of way to do it. Also, wow. fun fun little That's side wild. note. Isn't that fucking wild? They were just like, all right, that uh, guy. And the you. other team was like, yeah, I guess. Sure. Fine. You seem nice. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, fun side note. Early umpire uniforms were amazing. This is from baseball historian John Thorne. You know John Thorne? Yeah. He's the official major. He's the official. He's the guy, right? Major baseball, yeah. Uh, quote, the umpire in the amateur era in the 1860s, even the 1850s, would wear what looks to be uh, a frock coat, sometimes a stovepipe hat. What? Flowing cravat and even a cane. You know, a kind of dandy's look. What? This, he was like an English like, gentleman? Pretty much. That was what umpires Abraham used to look Lincoln. Like. <laughs> it's insane. They actually played a... John Thorne did a game where they like took pictures of a game of what would what it would have looked like in 1850 or whatever wow. and he's the the ump and that's he looks awesome. insane he that's a huge awesome. hat the big scarf flowing out with the when, cane when was that when did they do that yeah i don't know yeah. no idea <laughs> ha, now you know how it feels <laughs> that happens every show um, it does paul asks me about questions and i'm like oh i don't know all right all right can you imagine though, Still, okay, I, go ahead what i'm getting at is can you imagine like young abraham lincoln <laughs> like sitting in the crowd pretty much and he sees the umpire and he's like mm-hmm. i'm rock that look that guy's honorable and he looks great <laughs> that, that guy can't tell a lie <laughs> and he looks really nice good fashion sense okay so then in 1876 according to john thorne a game between the boston red stockings and the uh, philadelphia athletics a lot of historians trace as the birth of the mlb was also the debut of the first professional mlb umpire his name was billy mclean wow that's cool billy mclean was a former boxer who had no trouble standing up to players in a dignified fashion. 
and he was so good Knock at um- him out if <laughs> right and so he was so good at umpiring that quote the national league officials in 1876 agreed to his demands for the unheard of fee of five dollars per game wow prior to this year there had been no professional class of umpires and said the hometown club provided the umpire right and so he was a boxer and that was like a ho- his whole thing was that wow. players were actually afraid of him because he was strong yeah. and could knock someone out yeah cap anson even wrote in the, his memoir about how like he want he took boxing classes with him and he was much bigger than him wow but then like he couldn't even land a punch and like uh wow. billy, billy landed like 30 in a second that's wild so they were afraid of him and so it was like the first time that an ump was an authoritative figure like that yeah. not like a dandy the umpire is gonna kill <laughs> you yeah, exactly <laughs> Um, I call him like I see him, and if you don't like it, I'll knock you out. <laughs> the next major development to get us closer uh, to what we have now uh, was in ni- 1890. Uh, we have the first four-man crew in an American uh, oh, association cool. game. Yeah, The AA was the first league to use two-man umpiring crews. Due to a scheduling mix-up, this is true, evidently, due to a scheduling mix-up, two two-man crews showed up in Brooklyn that day. Ferguson, one of the umpires, took home plate in the first inning, and then on the umpires rotated around the bases each inning. But the so basically they just by accident was like, I guess we'll do four this time. <laughs> That's cool. And they were like, Oh, this is good. Oh, this is much better. Wow. There's more eyes um, and more umps too. Right, more numps. <laughs> but the enormous two man crews on <laughs> numps. <laughs> The enormous two-man crews, unless it was an important game. And then in uh, 1933, umpires were assigned routinely to uh, regular season games, three umpires. And Mm. then it wasn't until 1952 that four-man crew became Mm. the norm. Um, And then in 1947, actually, was the first time for a World Series game they had a six-man crew. So now six-man is the the norm for the playoffs in World Series. Fun quick fact also. The movie jokingly touched upon the chest protector thing, mm-hmm. the balloony yeah. thing. That's a real thing. Evidently, National League umpires wore the chest protector underneath the uniform. That was like their thing. Yeah. But American League umpires wore it outside, and it was that balloony inflatable wow. thing. And that was one of the ways people you could distinguish between the two leagues was the umpires looked different. Oh, um, also, I'm not really sure how, but I read this a couple places, but American League umpires were known for calling more high strikes and the national mm. league umpires are more known for calling low strikes interesting which kind of baff blows my mind as to how that's even yeah i don't even know but that's a thing um crazy uh, the last big thing uh, in 1979 umpires went on strike wow um here's a quote from law ron 1979 1979 yeah ron luciano Quote, the umpires have kept this game honest for 100 years. We're the only segment of the game that has never been touched by scandal. We got to be too dumb to cheat. We must have integrity because we sure don't have a normal family life. We certainly aren't properly paid. We have no health care, no job security, no tenure. Our pension plan is a joke. We take more abuse than any living group of humans and can't give any back. If we're fired without any notice, our only recourse is to appeal to the league president. And he's the guy that fires you. That's got to be unconstitutional. Jesus. How terrible is that? They went all the way to 1979 and went, okay, this this is crazy. That's wild. Isn't that wild? They're like like uh, soldiers on d-day <laughs> it's right? like it's crazy like the worst jobs worst job in the thankless. world yeah we're probably gonna Everyone get killed them. they're not getting paid any i think they were paying like I, i'm 40. sorry if that's procedures but like oh, wow that's crazy and there's like we just do it because the game relies on yeah this they're to, honorable to be fair yeah. to be successful wow they um they made about at that right before the strike like 40 grand a year basketball and referees made like 80 and they played less games Jeez. like the umpires were playing yeah. you know, 160 yeah, yeah. Like, i think it was a double game double the amount of games essentially i think back then 1979 was 100 
When did, was it 62? 154. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so they won a strike uh, in Jeez. 1979 from April 4th until opening day until May 15th. And MOB hired like a bunch of like new umpires, replacement oh, scabs no. as they called them. They crossed the lines. <laughs> They're from the minor league. Some some of them were just dudes that they trained in like a couple days. Jeez. And it was so bad that they were, like all the teams and players were complaining that it was, it was terrible. Oh, and wow. so they were like, all right, fine, fuck it. So they gave them more money and pension plan and all that. And that's why the union and then the union was created pretty much as a result of that strike. That's wild. And that is kind of the history, a little, little abridged history of uh, umps in the major leagues. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's great, though, that it became a part of the like founda- the, the the fundamental aspect of the yeah, game of like, totally. we're going to have people make this fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was always, I remember that being, we didn't have any giant altercations or whatever, but I remember no, that fight. being. Yeah. Well, just like, be, no, being a kid and like playing. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have a sandlot, but we had a uh, dead end. Right. And they were like, you know, we'd have like three or four person teams. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that being a thing of just like. You know, no, that was a ball. Even no, yeah, exactly. Strike. No, no, that, that ghost runner no, was safe. On. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So now umpires make about, I think it's like I think I read somewhere it's one hundred twenty thousand to like three hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> okay. In the major leagues. Yeah, yeah. Just in the major leagues, that's all another issue. But sure. yeah, it's a good job Wild. once you get there. All right, moving on. Cool. Well, so I wanted to look up the most important calls if I could find them in all of baseball by an umpire. Awesome. So for better, or for worse. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I had a few different criteria cause I wanted to and imagine be, that they're all bad, right? Cause good calls, not all bad, okay. actually not all bad. So, okay. So I wanted to find this good we, calls would go unnoticed largely. That's right. That's right. There are, there are tons of videos of just like terrible calls. Yeah, of by course. Umpires. Yeah. That, that really made me appreciate even more than the movie, actually, like what a thankless job it's so funny it is thankless, yeah. because it goes it's I mean it's the classic thing if you do your job well, it goes unnoticed, yeah, nobody for the most part, nobody celebrates like wow, that was a great call it's more <laughs> it, it, it's only you're only noticed if it's bad. I only think about it sometimes when it's so fast and then yeah. they show the replay and it is like just a second yeah. the tag gets there a second before the foot gets there a second before, and I do think like. Wow, how did the umpire see that? For sure, and and we and we don't but even we don't even. There's more. I feel like most of what we feel is I don't want to say a letdown because sometimes it goes your way, but it's more like a relief of oh that was the right call. Yes. It's never like wow, great call, ump. It was more like well you didn't fuck up. That's good. Yeah, good. <laughs> like that's way to do your job, asshole. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. And there's I mean also it's like you're trying to do your job and think about this with pitch framing, which has become so important in the game. Mm-hmm. It's like. One of the guys is actively trying to trying fuck to you deceive up. You, He's yeah. trying to fool you. He's trying to deceive you by catching a ball that's going 100 miles per hour. I know. In a slightly different place than you thought it was going to go. And then everybody hates you. Immediately. <laughs> How'd you get that wrong? Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Kill the empire! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. Okay, so we call, we call this segment a top five. I don't know if I would say these are our five most important. I think two of these are. Sure. But... These are five historic significant calls by umpires. Okay. I think I know one. And the yeah. umpires behind them, the umpires sure. who made the call. It's five different umpires. Okay. Um, so even though there are some candidates for this list, it might have been the same person in play. So I wanted to find five different umpires. Sure, sure. Uh, and some are good and some are bad. Yeah. We don't just want to shit on umpires. So um, 
the last criteria, I guess, was I wanted to find calls that had some significant impact on the game. Yeah. Not just the game that they were in, but emblematic of like a change in baseball as a whole. Or sure, something sure, like sure. That. So we're going to do this over the course of the rest of the show. I think we're going to split up this segment with some of the other inside baseball segments that we got. Cool. But first off, number five, Ron Gant getting pushed off first base. Okay. So the umpire was Drew Cobble. He umped from <laughs> he umped from 1982 to 1999. Uh, this took place in the World Series, so it's literally mm. the biggest stage. And getting to work the World Series is obviously a huge, huge honor. Huge honor. Yeah. It's if you are chosen to work. I mean, any of these. I think they know, make more money too. The All Star Games or any of the yeah. like ALCS and stuff. But when the stakes are they can't be bigger. The stakes the could not be bigger. Be. And when you look at like some of the legendary umps or like the, the umps on like the best of lists. It's all like they did the all-star game five right, times. Right. They did the worked four different world series, whatever. So this is the 1991 world series. It was the Braves and the twins. The umpire drew cobble missed a call that potentially could have changed the entire series. Yikes. Drew so, Cobble's a good name. Drew cobble sounds like a Charles Dickens character. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He was the nastiest umpire in the land. <laughs> he always called him out. <laughs> and then at the end, <laughs> you're safe. <laughs> he calls him safe. Yeah, that's the whole. That's one. We just wrote Dickens. Yeah. Whole. Anyway, moving on. Okay, so I'm probably gonna cut that. 1991 World Series, <laughs> Minnesota Twins win Game One. Game Two, it's the third inning, and Minnesota is up two to one. It's a really close, not just game, but the two teams were pretty evenly matched and it was a really close series. So Ron Gant of the Braves hits a single and rounds first base. And there were a few other base runners. So it was like into left field. So the ball gets thrown kind of all over the place. Like the left fielder throws it um, to try and get a man on third. It's Smith. Smith makes it to third. So there's no play and Smith is safe, but the pitcher picks up the ball from the throw off the left fielder and sees that Ron Gant has rounded first to try and make it to second because he thought there was potentially going to be a play at home. Mm -hmm. So the pitcher throws the ball to first base. It's a surprise throw from pitcher Kevin Tapani back to first, which makes Gant already halfway to second or quarter of the way to second, hastily retreat and try and make it back. Yeah, He makes it back safe but awkwardly and uh the throw is kind of awkward the first baseman kent herbrick uh herbeck uh he ca he has to scoop down to catch the ball and when he does as he's coming up you can see he kind of lifts ron gant off the base uh. and drew cobble calls gant out like the tag lifts him off right. the base but Bang, he he, he picked him up. Right, I mean, yeah. it's not so. Really, what happened is uh, Herbert, the the bigger guy, he pushed him off illegally. The fans noticed, and they were fear. You know, they they went crazy. The announcers took notice, but Cobble botched the call. Right, is really really what happened. The game eventually was won by the Twins, three to two, and the Braves lost in seven games in the series that had five games decided by one run. So this was like the closest World Series you could possibly have. Dang. One run games for... Very evenly matched. Yeah, all the way to game seven. Intense. So Cobble may have accidentally caused 
the Braves the World Series by that one call, <sighs> that one bad call. Yeah. He ruled, afterwards, he ruled that Gant's own momentum carried him off the bag, but that's not what happened. <laughs> Sorry, Drew Cobble. Yeah. The Braves lost the game by one run, ultimately lost the series in seven games. Literally one run in one game could have made the difference in the entire World Series, and this was, was the third out of the inning, so... Drew. Drew Cobble, sorry, but that's a big mistake on the biggest stage there possibly could be in one of the closest World Series there's ever been. It's got to be number five on our list. Drew. Pretty that really is a Dickens novel. That's like mm-hmm. one of the tragedies. Does he yeah. do that? Right, tragedies? Sure. Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> Showing how much I don't know about there it. There you go. Literature. Anyway, moving on. What's, who's next on our list? All right. So number four. So... I said at the top, this isn't just going to be shitting on bad umpires. Yeah. But there's got to be some of that, right? Yeah, we got to shit. We got to do a little bit. In the spirit of the movie, kill the umpire. So the next call is the very poorly called home run call, heavy quotes, by Mm. Angel Hernandez. Oh, Angel. Angel, Angel, Angel. (laughs) You know where this is going. Oh, boy. So if, for our listeners, if you don't know, Angel Hernandez is... It's funny because it's true. Uh, Angel Hernandez is pretty unanimously regarded yes. as the single worst umpire yeah. in all of baseball. Yeah. We gotta put, we gotta call it like it is, like it's true. in the spirit of Bill Johnson. We gotta call it like we see it. Angel Hernandez right. is the worst umpire. Sorry, man. I went to I so I went to re, I was like researching this stuff, mm-hmm. and I knew like I had to include Angel Hernandez. Yeah, of so I was trying to find the emblematic thing. So I typed in Angel Hernandez to oh, Google, no. and the top story to come up was. Umpire Angel Hernandez turns the Red Sox Rays game into a complete mess, and that story was written four hours before. <laughs> this guy's always in the news. Yeah, yeah. he really is. Because he's that's part of the knock bad. against him. Yeah, yeah. he like injects himself into the game. Yeah, so he was number one on every list of the worst umpires in the game yeah. that I read, and there were many of them. Uh, 2010 ESPN survey showed that 22 percent of major league ball players identified hernandez as the worst umpire in the major leagues <laughs> jesus that's yeah that's the poll that hurts the most i'd assume yeah is the player saying like no a this guy fucking sucks. Of all players yeah, that's they're, really bad but there are like 700 players in major Something league baseball like that, yeah this is like what between at any one time there's between 25 and 40 men on a 30 different teams yeah what's going to unite what's i don't know what is that uh you know, 100 guys, 150 guys, something like that. Wow. It's got to feel bad. Yeah. During the 2016, 2017, and 2018 seasons, Angel Hernandez's calls at first base were overturned in 14 out of 18 video oh, replays. Shit. Well, that's good that he's getting some kind of comeuppance. Oh, On October 8th in 2018, Angel Hernandez was the first base umpire for game three of the American League Division Series between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Four out of five of the plays that he called were submitted for video review and were overturned in a single game. Damn, dude. In one game. Four out of five? Four out of five calls in a single game. Dude. He unites, He's no angel. He, <laughs> he unites the Yankees and the Red Sox since <laughs> they both hate his that's guts. The, that's the thing. Wow. CC's, there's video of CeCe Sabathia just going off on how bad he is and yeah. how he should never be let anywhere near a world series pedro martinez too i wonder if he has like a like if he you know what it is he's probably taking that eye relaxer 
<laughs> there you go. He's getting too horny during games. He's dropping oh, them eye drops. God, yeah. So, all right. So that's the stage. Look up. There's video of both Pedro and Cece just going off on how terrible he is. Really bad. Okay. In 2013, though, the call that we got that made it on our list. In 2013, yeah. Hernandez serves as the crew chief for a series when the Oakland Athletics lost to the Cleveland Indians four to three. In the ninth inning, 2013. 2013. Before replay, I'm assuming. Uh, How long has replay been around? Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, okay. Replay had been started. Okay. But some calls the, were not reviewable. At, well, at the time, replay was only supposed to be for home run calls. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you couldn't review any play right. or almost any play like you can today. It was only supposed to determine for home runs. So in the ninth inning, he and two other umpires ruled that a very long hit ball by the Athletics' um, Adam Rosales as a double, they ruled it a double following this video review. All right. they could do was review the home run calls. Yeah. That's what the video for. is for. Right. They do it and they call it a double, though it's clearly a home run. <laughs> like I, I'm not conveying it well, but uh, they. Uh, is this before New York? Would they watch it themselves? Or was New York always? No, a I thing? think uh, 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 I think they watch it themselves. Sorry, for the listeners who are not super familiar with baseball. Yeah. The way replay works nowadays is yeah. that. And a, co- a coach will challenge, and then there's a whole replay center of umpires in, in New York. Major League Baseball headquarters in right, New York City. That have all the angles, and they review in New York, and the umpires on the field have to wait till they get their decision. And the, the review team has to see significant evidence yes. to overturn it. If not, so if it still looks like... It, it basically, if the call could go either way, because it it's so same. close, right. they keep it the same. It has to clearly be... Which is a whole nother can of worms, to be honest. Yeah, totally. When you break it down by... Oh, we'll talk about it. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> Adam Rosales hits a home run. Yeah. They rule it a double, and they're like, no, 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 that was out. So they go to video replay, which is what it's for. You can right. clearly see it hits the stands and bounces back into the stadium. And Adrian Hernandez comes out and he's like, double. And, and Bob Melvin comes out and he's like freaking out. Yeah. Hernandez tosses him from the game, of course. Bob Melvin, who didn't he just win like two years ago? Didn't he just win like manager of the year? I think so. Yeah. And it was so terrible. Here's the other part it was such a bad call. Major League Baseball later acknowledged that the hit should have been called a home run, but they wow. said it was too late to overturn it. Even though it was the ninth, I think it would have been the deciding and that's the thing factor in the game. Did he? Did Angel call it on the field? Because that's the whole thing. Because like that's a pride issue that he called it a double. Then right. they reviewed it, and he, he came back out. Did he review it, or was it New York that? I think it was him and the the crew, but right. he had the final call. Right, and that, I think. It's a good call to not leave it up to them. Yeah, pride is is, is think, a thing. Yeah, I think this was part of the reason this is on our list. We don't just want to shit on Angel Hernandez. This was a hugely controversial call at the time, and it was in the transitional period of review is growing and expanding. And at the time, it was only for calls like this. It was, and, it was experimental. Yeah, yeah. And, and afterwards, it was. Uh, it was expanded and and the the system changed. Then yes. they had the whole review team and all that. So yeah, that's Angel Hernandez's absolutely terrible home run call. There is video. There's video of all of these, by the way. They're all online. You can type in like Angel Hernandez home run and yeah. it's the first video that there's, comes up. Um, I will say just before we move on, um, Angel Hernandez does a lot. Apparently, 
He does a lot of charity work for disabled children. I bet he's a nice guy. Including hosting a celebrity golf tournament every year. He should so, just maybe be like a union rep for the umpires <laughs> or or retire and yeah, be... Something. Do something else. Right I don't up, know. Right work it in baseball. Do something. I don't know. Yeah. Literally anything else. But do charity work. Yeah, write a book about how bad you are. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So that's Angel Hernandez who... He sucks. He sucks. Moving on. Right. <laughs> So let's break it up. Why don't you go? Yeah. So that's four and five. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your next segment, and then we'll bounce back and hear some more stories later. Let's do it. My next segment is my my favorite. It was it was a lot of fun to research. Is all about umpire training. Oh boy! And as I said during when we were walking through the plot of the movie, it's pretty fucking similar <laughs> to the movie. This is amazing, and it's pretty crazy. Umpire boot camp. Pretty much. Um. Okay. So. I on, and honestly, there was so much. Like I was, I was taking stuff from a couple articles, and I had realized as I yeah. was like copying and pasting, I was like, I just put the whole article in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's so much to take from here. Okay, so currently, right now, there are essentially two big umpire schools. Okay, there is the Wendelstedt Umpire School and the MILB Umpire Training Academy, which is like minor an official league. extension of yeah. of the MLB. Um, well, the the MILB is minor leagues. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's like it's a feeder. Right, gotcha. and it, the minor leagues are owned yeah, by yeah, the MLB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, 1938, umpire Bill McGowan founded the program. 1938. Yeah, dude, it's been around for a while. Oh my god! Founded this program known as the Bill McGowan School for Umpires, which later Al Summers owned it for two decades until Harry Wendelstedt took over in 1977, and then named it after himself, <laughs> the Wendelstedt <laughs> Umpire School. Wow. Um, and then he died in well, I don't have a year, but basically his. Hunter Wendelstedt is now in control after his father. So it's still in the family. Okay. So two big schools, right? So I'm going to kind of run through the process, right? <laughs> Amazing. So becoming an umpire mm-hmm. is fucking hard, right? Like yeah. a major league umpire. Jeez. Think about this. It, first of all, it requires rigorous training and very few succeed. There are 19 crews of four in the MLB. So there are only 76 major league umpires. 19 19- crews of four yeah so how do they hmm? oh because there are 30 teams but they're all playing each other so at any one time exactly the most they're going to need is 15 exactly and then you got someone standby right there are okay. about 15 to 20 triple a umpires that can come up and sub in whatever oh yeah but in terms of major league umpires there are only 76 wow of them. That's 76 wild. jobs that's it that's wild so if you want to become an umpire and like your dream is to become <laughs> in the major league is like it's the show. Against, yeah. It's it's literally harder to be an, an umpire, umpire than it is to be a player. That's crazy. Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> That's and not only that, but like these umpires, their shelf life is long. Yeah. Look at Joe West. He's he's yeah, currently really number long. one at like five thousand games yeah. or something like that. It's, it's insane. Really All of these guys are looking for. They're like Supreme like, Court justices. They don't yeah, leave. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a quote from uh, Harry Wendelstedt, the founder of that school. The odds are terrible. Uh, the odds are really, really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I feel like I'm Walt Disney because I'm selling a dream. Wow. Uh, the crazy thing about this umpire school is that there's one person here that will make it to the major leagues. One person from the wow. class that might make it. How, how big is a class? Class is about, it varies, but it can yeah. be like 120 people. Wow. A little less than that. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. And dude. one person's going to make it? One person from wow. the, like the 20% that get through from that. Anyway. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, it's hard. So that's that's the precedent. That's the stage that we're talking about here. The two schools are both in Florida, mm-hmm. which is accurate, again, to the movie. The Umpire Training Academy, the official MLB one, is actually at the old Dodgers Spring Training Facility. 
Okay. Which they oh, call it Historic cool. Dodger Town. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All the pictures hey. have Historic Dodger Town in the background. Home of greatness. Home of greatness. That's when Tommy, Tommy Lasorda is all up in there, you know. Uh, Vero, 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 right. I think it's in Vero Beach. Anyway. They're like, we want to hold up an example of excellence. Let's put you with the Dodgers. I literally had the exact opposite thought when I saw the pictures. <laughs> I'm like, that's talk about lack of integrity. Um, so the cost of uh, for the Umpire Training Academy, the official one, for per a five week course, it's about twenty three hundred dollars. Includes uh, tuition, hotel room because you stay in a hotel, uh, wow. a rule book, <laughs> course materials, and uniform t shirt. Twenty three hundred. Yeah. I'm gonna go, dude. Dude, <laughs> t-shirt cap. Because if you do it, if you do pass, if you graduate, you can that you can uh, officially like, do high school games, stuff? little oh, league. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> classes run six days a week, sun sundown. Again, how we were talking about the movie. I thought the movie during that part where they're like out, safe, mm-hmm. out. Yeah, we, we clearly both yeah. of us thought that's a funny gag. This is a joke. <laughs> yeah. This is hilarious. Umpire schools hilarious. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, it's actually very accurate. Uh, so there's this great article from St- Seth Stevenson from uh, Slate, where he did the whole article is just him being like fascinated with umpires. And so he went, he attended the school, Amazing. Slate paid for it, and he just did the course. <laughs> awesome. And he wrote, wrote, an, wrote, wrote an article about his experience. What so, a scam. Hey, uh, this will be a fun one for, for, for the article. I think they knew. I think they knew because they no, I know, I found the article on their website. They posted it. I know they did. But what I'm saying is he pitched it to them because he just wanted to go to school. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, so this is a quote for him. Quote, if you've never called out at the top of your lungs, punctuating your scream with a midair fist clench, I can assure you, it's satisfying. In the, open, <laughs> in the opening days... I thought he was going to say, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> in the opening days of umpire school, we did it over and over, lined up in formation on outfield oh grass God. under the Florida sunshine, <gasps> about 130 identically dressed men aspiring umpires outing in unison. <laughs> That's amazing. There's You're out. A, there's a video. We can maybe play a clip and you, you can hear it, but like there's a video of them and it's exactly like oh, the movie. I want to see it. Do you want to see it? Yeah, okay. let's see it. Hold on. Wow, that's awesome. Literally just like the movie. Surf! Ow! You're out! <laughs> Surf! So insane, dude. That's awesome. Um, okay, so where was I? <laughs> um, I pulled a lot of quotes from this article because it was so it was so good. So the instructors are all former or current umpires. Mm-hmm. That professional, right? And evidently, as he, uh, like in the movie, it's very drill sergeant-y. Like they wow. get in their face and they yell at them. They yell at them to be louder when they're not calling makes it sense. quote this is from that article after we gotten these stationary calls down we began practicing on the move three quick steps come to a stop settle in to watch the imaginary tag at second base then rise up to make the call with finality it felt absurd it looked more absurd but it's vital to get these mechanics the physical gestures that accompany a call down cold you can't be thinking about body language when you make a controversial ruling in front of a stadium of frothing fans yeah that that makes all a lot of sense it makes you sense know? you got to show the confidence if you're wavering yeah. then they're gonna be like well what mm-hmm. You, fuck you, you know, yeah, get yeah. the fuck out of here right and that was another thing that i learned from this article that he learned as well uh that there was such an emphasis placed on attitude and posture um not looking foolish is, is a huge huge aspect of it this is from the article i'd overheard the instructors talking about a student named mike mike wore thick eyeglasses and jogged in a very kind of flouncy way and his general bearing was pretty nerdy oh man and one instructor said he makes all the right calls but he doesn't have the look 
Oh, and that's like a thing. Geez. That's like an actual thing that they kind of have to sure. present themselves. And if you look at, if you like uh, every ump you've ever seen in any major game, they're like big, beefy. They all look the guys. same. Yeah, yeah, authoritative figures. Yeah. And so Harry Wendelstead, he actually um, helped that guy, and he paid for slender corrective lenses to make them less obtrusive, so he wouldn't look so bookish. Wow. Isn't that crazy. Also, like this is whole. We were talking about how umps are cops. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. If you think about it, so the, sure. he, he noticed that all the instructors, judge, judge and jury, all yeah, the cops, exactly. judge they're and like jury, uh, all together. Judge, judge, judge dread. dread. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't whip out an. He talked about in the article how all the umpires were huge NYPD Blue fans, and they wouldn't stop oh talking about the show. And then he realized, like, oh, it's they because are they are cops, right? Oh my God, quote your. Def- as umpires, you're defending the thin line between order and chaos, enforcing the rules. You're nobody's friend, and you take guff from all sides. You're expected to perform perfectly from day one. You're dressed in a uniform that signals authority, but also makes you a target of derision and hostility. And they're blue. They're called the boys in blue. Those are cops. Wow. Those are cops. They use um, the word guff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's a list of things. I'm just going to run quickly through the things that they uh, teach. One of the things they teach is practicing taking the mask off without taking off your hat that's a kind that's important wow <laughs> um, that's a technique and the, the biggest reason is so they don't look dumb they don't wow. want to look foolish because if they take the mask off and the flat goes the hat goes flying and yeah. in the wind no one's going to take you seriously uh pen from pen gillette from penn and teller so he's a juggler or he came up as a juggler and he yep. he talks about how um he's like magicians are successful because they inspire like wonder and amazement he's like jugglers don't get successful he's like you could be he says you could be it could be tom hanks like it doesn't matter but he's like at some point you're gonna drop something and when you chase around the stage you're gonna look like a duck like chasing a bag (laughs) exactly yeah and he's like that's why jugglers immediately have a ceiling like you can't (laughs) you're gonna look stupid (laughs) yeah no matter what yeah wow that's fascinating yeah so they really do practice kind of shit uh they do simulated games with every scenario you can think of box and feel fly that kind of thing um they have written exams of the rule book wow do you think they do they think that they say like to the pitcher like okay on the fifth on like on the third batter you're gonna balk they and, like, ha- yeah of course they, they set have. it up to see yeah, if they catch it 100 percent. Wow. yeah they do written exams a question with questions like what's the maximum legal circumference of the catcher's mitt how much pine tar can be on a bat handle what Whoa. is the minimum distance to the left field fence in a ballpark constructed after 1950 wow <laughs> crazy shit that like you and really have to study fucking rules that not too. only do they have to know the rules they have to know in an instant while a coach is yelling at them at the top of their lungs and 50,000 people are also staring down at them waiting for their explanation and it might be something that hasn't happened in a hundred years like the fucking gotta, the, the one episode with the pat uh, yeah pat Daddy pat with the Daddy. switch pitcher like they're like well, i don't fucking know yeah. what episode did we talk about that that was, was that ed? ed it was oh, ed, yeah. boy we compared the monkey to a switch arm pitcher there's a video online for people who haven't listened to that episode there's a video it's a very funny video on youtube of a switch pitcher coming up against a switch hitter right and, and they keep switching the idea yeah they, they keep going back and forth it's really funny but eventually the umps have to get together to right. talk about it because otherwise the game would have well, because never a gone switch on. pitcher is like a once in a hundred years yeah, situation so they've got they had to f- decide who gets to decide first yeah. you know can the does the batter have to plant in the box and the pitcher can change or vice versa so they had to rule on that, which is like never come up otherwise right. since what eighteen forty five. That's insane. Yeah, obviously another thing. The the main like the 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 
prestige thing they learn is balls and strikes, right? So they take simulated pitches from a machine and they're just there, repetition, just wow. just calling them, just leaning over, eye straining. The guy said it was like way harder than he thought. And it was just a, sure. a machine doing it. Sure. And this is a quote from one of the instructors, Ed Hickox, who was an MLB umpire. He described what it was like to call a Clayton Kershaw curveball. Oh my God. Quote, it takes an extra second to let your mind accept it, but damned if it's not a strike. And that's why you wait to make the call until you've got it clear in your head. Those 50,000 people in Dodger Stadium didn't know I initially had the motherfucker as a ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, I so, mean, that pitch specifically. It's insane. That's the best pitch in baseball, I think. Maybe not today. I mean, it, but it's very pretty. Two years ago. Um, oh, they, boy. they learn about ejections, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that there, there's not like necessarily rules for ejections but there's basically three ways to get tossed mm-hmm. according to to these instructors one keep jawing at the umpire after he's given warning draw, and drawn a line in sand two mm-hmm. say something personal about an umpire or or an umpire's family yeah three get physical and those yeah. are like the three but also it doesn't it really is up to the umpire yeah but they kind of teach them how to deal with that um also this is a fun thing i learned umpires have a phrase to describe giving someone the boot and it is mm. adios jones <laughs> Do they and they, do they say, have to say that? No, but it's like a thing. That's it's, what they do. It's like the 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 uh, jargon Hasta la vista, for, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Adios, Jones. <laughs> like, I guess they say. I don't know. And then Jones. they also kind of get into arguing. So, like as the course goes on, the instructors start to question your calls more oh, aggressively cool. to see if you can keep your cool. Oh, um, and you got to fight back. Yeah, exactly. You can't just be like, oh, no, I don't know. Exactly. You have, you have to. You have to put your foot down. Jeez. And they even have a simulated. Uh, this bench. is like the army. This it's crazy, totally dude. Yeah. yeah, they have a simulated bench clearing brawl too. What they simulate that? <laughs> that's amazing. It's fucking crazy. And like, what to do in that situation? Anyway, um, so that's pretty. That's like just a few of the things that the overall sure. that they teach. Like, go to their websites. There's the Vendel. Just Google the Vendelstead um, Umpire School and the ML- MILB Training Academy. Yeah. The MLB Training Academy website is crazy. They have a bunch of shit on there sure. um, that runs down through like all the shit they teach which yeah. is a lot i'm sure they have hours in the classroom just oh like learning there's, that there's these really sad pictures of them like in this like classroom and there's like 50 of them and then there's just like this, in this boring fucking room and they're uh, all boring umpires and they're all <laughs> watching a powerpoint of boring <laughs> fucking rules it made me really sad the rule book of major of the official rule book yeah. of major league baseball baseball mm-hmm. is online and i've glanced through it and it's it's fucking boring oh my as shit God. two words in you're like oh, i'm good yeah I'm, thank you i for get it your job. <laughs> i know how to play baseball um, but that's but that's really that's like a whole part of it and that's that's the thing that umps i think i don't know stand out or bring special to the game but you're like i know how to play baseball but then the situation will come up like the pat vendetti thing of like yeah. oh, well which is what it? do we do there has to be some determination figure it out yeah yeah or you know, I don't know some crazy thing. They literally we're, we're had to write talk a, about some of these. Literally had to write a new rule for him. Some of these calls. We're going to talk about some of these. Calls. Um, almost done. So once the training is done, about twenty percent of the students that attend that class mm-hmm. get gra- or like make the cut to attend a one week uh, polishing camp run by minor league baseball. Okay. Um, and if that goes well, then you're hired to in, to join the minor league circuit, and you wait assignment. Usually, you get you start at single A. Yeah. You make about two grand a week. Wow. Uh, you like 500 a week or not sorry not two grand a week that's grand insane a month. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good job you make about two grand a month so about wow. 500 a week um yeah. for only about three or four months you know mm-hmm. for the season yeah you drive yourself from ballpark to ballpark Jeez. uh you 
you do work only about three hours a day, which is kind of cool. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, but if a young umpire drive Uber the rest of the time, <laughs> exactly. What one of the guys? You're out. <laughs> one of the guys he became friends with in his class was like also a musician, and he was like 22. Oh and wow! So he was like doing both because he really loved both because sure. it's kind of like a fun part time job if yeah, you're young, totally. right? Why not? He and like the traveling is very similar to a traveling musician. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to become a major league umpire, young umpires pay their dues for about. 10 to 15 years oh my gosh. before they eventually get a shot at getting into the majors. Because wow. think about it, 76 umpires, Yeah, all of them are lifers. Yeah. One they retires really a year, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Or you get like three or four and then nothing for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy, dude. So that's it. That's the umpire training. Wow. I found it fascinating. <laughs> that is fascinating. <laughs> I kind of want to do it, but I kind of don't. I kind of really don't. Six days do- a week in Florida in the heat yeah in and wearing true. what they have to fucking yeah, wear like coats and stuff no 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 yeah. no no. you're out practicing taking their mask off without their hat safe you're out <laughs> i just want to do that for <laughs> another half an hour he did touch about how the the punch out strike three yeah is the one area they're allowed to have like flair as we know like oh, they yeah. can change it up and there's great videos of good punch oh there's some really fucking good ones yeah. so he like asked his instructor <laughs> The guy from Seth Stevenson asked his, one of his instructors to show him his punch out, mm-hmm. and he did. It was great. And then he's like, "Well, let's see yours." And he did his, and he he pulled his leg muscle because he did it so hard. <laughs> and the umpire was like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." He's like, "Yeah, totally." And then he like went to sit down. He was like, "I'm done." <laughs> um, they look like they're going super saiyan <laughs> from like Dragon Ball Z. out! I love it. It really does look like the the fusion dance. <laughs> That's a nerdy reference. Okay. Amazing. Next story. Should we hear some more stories? Let's hear it. Some more calls. Our number three call. This one, Paul, mm-hmm. is a good call. Okay. We are celebrating a good call. Love it. This is the right call made by Dale Scott in the unforgettable inning during 2015. Okay. So, 2015. Wow. Yeah. Recent. So Dale Scott. Uh, he umped from 1986 to 2017. Okay. Just retired not that long ago. He is the first openly gay umpire in Major League Baseball. What? That's so cool. I had, did, what? Yeah. He, I had no idea that. He came out in 2014. Wow. Yeah. Really? <laughs> again, 1845 baseball started. That's incredible. Oh How have I not heard about this? I know, right? And he's in the national gay and lesbian sports hall of fame which i didn't even know well, existed I until i know that existed either. that's so cool right wow that's crazy we we gotta have a show about that at some point yeah sure we'll work that more into another show anyway so this call was during what is known as the unforgettable inning which was the amazing you're gonna recognize it as soon as in a Did second you say it? okay it was the amazing playoff game in 2015 between the texas rangers and the toronto blue jays mm. oh yeah. Joey Bats? Yeah. 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 So here's what happened. This was a really close game. There were two outs in the top of the seventh inning. The seventh inning took 54 minutes yeah. in, in total. It was called the unforgettable inning. So uh, in the top of the seventh inning, there's two outs. Rudnett Odor for the Rangers was at third base. Yeah. It was a tie game, two to two. Russell Martin, who was catching for the Toronto Blue Jays, he caught the pitch. And on his attempt to throw it back to the mound, the ball hit off the hand of batter Shinso Chu. The ball rolled into foul territory, and Rudnett Odor sprinted home as the ball was rolling down the line. So Texas takes a 3-2 to two lead, quote-unquote. Right. Now, the play is not very exciting because everyone's just like, 
what the hell is that guy doing? Yeah, like yeah. everyone just you in the video. There's amazing video of all this stuff, but in the video, everyone just kind of puts their hands up, like, well, what just what's, he, what's he running for? Yeah. Why? It's, it's a dead ball. Everybody yeah. just kind of assumed it was a dead ball. Go back. So Dale Scott is the home plate umpire. So he initially rules it as a dead ball, and and in the video, he holds up his hands. He's like, no, 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 no. But Rudinador actually completed the play. He ran all the way home. He did mm-hmm. touch home base. Uh, home plate. So Dale Scott rules it a dead ball. Rangers manager Jeff Bannister comes out and and talks to them. The umpires all huddle, mm-hmm. and Rudinando Door was sent home after they talked about it. So like home to his house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Run home, run home. Uh, no. So what happened was Dale Scott talked about it with his crew and acknowledged that he made a mistake with his initial ruling mm-hmm. that it was a dead ball. He said, I was mixing up two rules. I called time, but then it started clicking. I went, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's no intent on the hitter. So that's the key to this rule. If mm-hmm. there's no intent, there's no interference. If there's no intent and he's not out of the box, that throw is live. So I looked at the actual rule. Hmm. So uh, this comes from Baseball Rules Academy. <laughs> they have all the sure. rules online. Right. Uh, the rule is uh, 6.03A3. Oh, oh Jesus! Um, if there is, yeah, if there is, can no you imagine in- taking a fucking test oh as an umpire God, in umpire yeah. school? And it's like, yeah. please write out the rule for six hundred one point A two B. Well, it's probably like it's probably multiple. It choice, probably describes the situation like it's probably like this of like um, describes it and then it's like this, A six hundred one point two B. God, yeah, yeah. B six hundred one point three. It can't be like that. It's got to just be the <laughs> the content. It's got to be like the catcher throws it back, it hits the guy's hand, rolls off, and the guy correct. scores. What's the correct call? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so here's if there is no intent of interference on part of the batter, and he or his bat is struck by the catcher's throw to the pitcher, the ball remains alive and in play. So. It was a complicated situation because Shinsho Chu had to be in the batter's box. Yep. He just like stepped away from the plate. He didn't step out of the box. Okay. And he's just doing his normal prep. Right. He's doing Takes his like Nomar Garcia para. He's sure. like tap, you know, tapping his gloves and stuff. And Iconic. he's getting ready. Yeah. So he there was no intent to block the play. Mm-hmm. It was Russell Martin's fault for the ball hitting off of throwing it to hit off of his hand. Sure. And fortunately, Rudin Odor finished the play. He crossed home plate he touched home plate so, baseball iq high for that guy yeah to, oh man be heads up about that scott said that the play was not reviewable explaining that the umpires were reviewing the rule when when the umpires all met together mm-hmm. they were reviewing the rule not the play uh when they went to video so they they all met and they went to video yeah they, they went to and they had the headphones and stuff yeah. but this is later uh, this is after that angel hernandez call so they're talking to the team in New York, the headquarters. They're right. not actually like reviewing the play. Yeah. The batter is not to be charged with interfering with the catcher if the batter is still in the batter's box and doesn't make a movement to block or disrupt the throw. So yeah, so this type of play was not subject to the manager's review, but Scott, the crew chief, after discussing the ruling with Toronto's manager, Gibbons, called an umpire's review. So there was a delay of two minutes, two and a half minutes. The play stood, and then the fans started to throw bottles and oh, cans boy. on the field right the game was delayed 18 it was in toronto it was in toronto, right? in Nor- toronto yeah. and the score it was a tie game but the score went to texas right so the game was delayed 18 minutes while angry fans tossed remember this yeah. beer cans and garbage onto the field players for the most part came off the field yeah because they're just and there's like 
freaking like um attendants just like running around like collecting up beer cans like please stop please stop <laughs> and stuff Kill the umpire! yeah exactly during this time a video review from the umpires was on confirming with a rules check blue jays manager dave gibbons announced he was playing the game under protest mm. so john gibbons says we're playing under protest for the rest of the game and then of course what happens is in the bottom of the inning toronto rallies they managed to tie the game with there's an like, amazing home run well there's like uh the game was tied at that point so uh, they rally for another run yeah and i think texas made like three errors in a row yeah. like two throwing errors and stuff so that allowed them to tie the game and then jose bautista gets up and hits it's like it's one of the amazing home runs of the modern era it's like one of the most iconic home runs one of the greatest home runs ever but he does the single the best unarguably the single greatest bat flip in the history of baseball even if you take it just looking at that moment of the bat flip it's an amazing bat flip but charged with all of that emotion yeah you can he it's the most fuck you he throws into the he's just like as he flips it oh it's so good it's great and and it was a tie game at that point. Yeah. Like it would have been, I think it would have been cool to come back, but the fact that it was tied and then this was very declaratively, no, we're no, going to take the lead. you, we got this game. Oh, so, it's so great. People that don't like bat flips can yeah. go fuck themselves. I've seen that bat flip a hundred times. It's so good. But then in reviewing all this, I like rewatched all the lead up because mm-hmm. I remember watching that game live, yeah. and I'd, but I kind of forgotten like, oh yeah, this was like a big thing. in the same inning. There was like, 45 minutes right. of all this controversy and everyone was mad like oh they're gonna be on like this technical technicality right, or whatever right. and so then when they rally back it was so great but yeah this was a good call by the he, he made the wrong call he remembered the correct very specific ruling right. he had the proper call even though again they were in toronto and the fans were furious and it was like 20 minutes but he stood up to that and it resulted in this amazing bat flip. God, people who own up to their mistakes are the best. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? It's, it's very refreshing, yeah. So, Dale Scott. Wow. Good on you. openly gay umpire? I know, that's I awesome. no idea. Yeah, that, that's great. How is that not a bigger story? He's anyway. married. His husband's name is Michael. Holy shit, dude. That's great. That's amazing. All right. Number uh, two? Number two. Sure. Wow. All right. Numbers, as we've established on the show, do <laughs> yeah. not matter. For number two of our numbers that don't matter. Yeah. So this is a story about Tim McLeland. Okay. He umped from 1983 to 2015. 1983 to 2015. I mean, that's what we're talking <laughs> Then he retires and one guy is going to get in there for the next 30 years. That's right? crazy. How many, do you know how many gains? Thousands yeah. at least. So he was the home plate umpire for the Sammy Sosa corked bat game oh. uh, in June of 2003 yeah so he's the one who picked up the bat and he was like nah there's something going on here yeah uh he was known for his small but consistent strike zone zach granke said of uh, mcleland's tight strike zone for some reason he's the one umpire that scares me i have nightmares about that guy (laughs) (laughs) this is a fun story this is just i found this and i I had to write it down this is not the story but uh one time during a triple a game umpire tim mcleland was confronted by jack mckeon a manager of the home team he told mcleland Quote, I know you got that call right, but I have a big full house here and my team isn't playing very well. Can we just stand out here and argue for a bit? I'm just going to stand out here and bob my head and raise my hands a little bit, but I'm not mad at you. I just want to put on a little bit of a show. When I'm done, you run me and I'll go to the dugout. McLeland replied, that's fine. 
like, like, yeah. like as he was argu- as if he was arguing. He said, mm-hmm. "That's fine. Whatever you need to do, go ahead and do it." He told the the manager that he had a good dinner the previous night at a restaurant and asked if McKeon, the manager, had ever been there. <laughs> McKeon said no. Like- yeah, McKeon said no. Kicked some dirt, raised his hands, and said, "Maybe I should try it sometime." <laughs> Then this he said, has to be in a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Then incredible. he said, well, I think this was enough. Why don't you run me out now? So McLeland did, and McEwen walked away. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So that's like good. a scene from Bull Thorne <laughs> or something. A, yeah, exactly. That's fucking amazing. That's so funny. I just loved that. should have that. been in this movie. I loved that story. I wow. thought it was so fun. That's great. Okay, but the thing that we need to talk about for Tim McLeland is the pine tar incident. Do you know the, about this? I, I'm assuming it's the, um, what's his name? Uh, Brett. George Brett. Bre- George Brett. The infamous yeah. sprint. So this is a famous incident, I guess, is yeah. I guess the word for it. This is a famous it's mostly because of thing how in baseball fucking history. angry George Brett yeah. was. Yeah. This is just like a, a known thing. It is an iconic moment in baseball, I guess is, yes. is what you could say. Uh, it's known as the Pine Tar Incident. It was a controversial in- incident during an American League baseball game played between Kansas City Royals and the New York Yankees on July 24th, 1983. Basically, what happened is uh, the Royals were trailing 4-3 to three, uh, in the top half of the ninth inning. Yeah. Two outs. George Brett of the Royals gets up. He hits a two-run home run to give his team the lead. As Brett crossed home plate, New York manager Billy Martin approaches rookie home plate umpire Tim McLeland. This is in his first year as an oh, umpire. Jesus. He requested Brett's bat be examined. Before the game, Martin and other members of the Yankees had noticed the amount of pine tar used by Brett, but Martin had chosen not to say anything until it was strategically useful to do so. <laughs> I don't know if that's genius or It's pretty genius, horrible. but it's also knowing how good George Brett was. <laughs> yeah. And he's probably going to do some damage. With Brett watching from the dugout, McLeland and the rest of the umpiring crew, Drew Cobble, uh, Joe Brinkman, Cobble's and back. Nick Brinkman. Yeah, I mean, these guys are around for us. They're, they're all in each other's stories, too. There's only 76 it's like, of them. Yeah, it's like the crew of these four guys who are also in these other four guys. Yeah. That's the other thing about the, they usually stay on the same crew, so they become like really good friends totally. with the other guys. So they inspected the bat. They measured the bat against the width of home plate, which is 17 inches and 43 centimeters wide. They determined that the amount of pine tar on Brett's bat handle exceeded the allowed amount by rule 1.10C of the Major League Baseball rule book, which reads that a bat may not be covered by such a substance more than 18 inches and 46 centimeters from the tip to the handle. The, the idea the being tip of the handle. more grip. I, I don't know. It's kind of a stupid. Yeah, rule. it's. I, I re- hands are only so big. Yeah, I really don't understand it. I don't know how the pine tar would affect the hitting of the ball. Like I understand it's, it for pitchers. It's not making the but, bat less have less friction to move through the air quicker. Yeah, uh, that's a weird one. Anyway, <laughs> it was it was uh, ruled an illegally batted ball under the terms of the the provision of the rules. The umpires concluded. Under this interpretation, Brett's home run was disallowed. He was out, thus ending the game. Kicked out of the game? Well, no, he's uh, the Yankees were winning. So oh. if it was the top oh, of the I ninth. See, see, so sure, he's sure. out and that game over. ends the game. Yeah. So Brett, the video is Brett comes like streaming the, out. Imagine, folks, if you haven't seen this video, the the angriest man you can think <laughs> yeah. also running as angry <laughs> yeah. as possible. Think of think of the worst argument you've ever had with like a loved one or somebody and then imagine instead of that person it's a fucking professional athlete yeah, a very <laughs> and they strong are man running yeah. at this at he this saw guy. it was the definition of seeing red he was yeah. oh 
rage filled. Totally. Uh, he he try. I think like he laid hands on the umpire a bit. Right? Oh, they they hold him back. Yeah, but he like but, he gets close. He like definitely touches him. Yeah, and a rage Brett ran out of the dugout, confronted McLeland, requiring him to be physically restrained by manager Dick Hauser, several of his teammates, and another umpire, Joe Brinkman. Ooh. As one commentator noted, Brett had the anonymous distinction of hitting a game-losing home run. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. Despite the furious protests of Brett and Hauser, McLeland's ruling stood. The Royals protested the game. American League President Lee McPhail upheld their protest and ordered that the game be restarted from the point of Brett's home run. Really? This is the second half of the story. People don't really know. The game was restarted on August 18th. Is it a tie game? Uh, and uh, no, the Yankees were winning oh, four to three. Got it. The game was restarted on August eighteenth. Weird. At top of the ninth, two out, four to three. That Yankees. Never so like, happens you know, anymore, what was yeah. like a month later. Wow. The base touching affidavit before the first pitch to Hal McRae, who followed Brett in the lineup. Yeah. So they restart. They they start the game again from that. Point. As if it. As if the pine tar incident had not happened. Yeah. Pitcher George Fraser threw the first ball to first base to challenge Brett's home run on the grounds that Brett had not touched first base. What um, the fuck? Yeah. Uh, what? So the idea was Billy Martin arranged all this. So Billy Martin had heard he forgot to touch first base on his home run trot. So when they rule because of this other incident that they need to restart the game, he's like, well, if we're picking up from where we left off, throw it like he missed first base so throw it and touch first base and he should be out umpire tim wilkie not tim mccleland called safe even though he had not officiated the july 24th game and seen brett touch the bases frazier then threw to second claiming that the base was touched by neither brett nor ul washington the other player scoring on the home run (laughs) but umpire dave phillips signaled what them an both insane safe. strategy to, to Mar- try. Billy Martin goes onto the field to protest, and Phillips pulled out a notarized affidavit <gasps> produced by McPhail's administrative assistant, Bob Fischel, signed by all four umpires from the July 24th game, indicating Brett had touched every single base. Get the fuck out of here. Fisher had anticipated <laughs> that Martin would protest the base <laughs> touching and try and pull some shenanigans. <laughs> so he got the umpires with personal knowledge of the incident to sign this affidavit. Oh saying nope this is how the calling went back at that other game holy fuck the royals ended up winning no fucking way five to four they scored two runs they scored two runs ninth yeah that fake night they won and the pine tar bat is currently on display at the baseball hall of fame that's that is an ending that i had no idea it's about wild wow everybody knows that video that video is iconic but yeah the whole rest of the story is wild too what the fuck this is the incident so this is the one that my dad oh my dad is is uh, my dad's great i love my dad he's he's definitely gonna listen to this one (laughs) no my dad my dad doesn't have any big um beef with umpires I guess. Sure. My dad, my dad, like my dad never has like a kill the umpire kind of thing. Yeah. My dad's things are always, uh, he hates it when players strike out looking. Uh, he's like swinging the ball. Yeah. Yeah, Put the ball. And my dad loves small ball. He's like, sure. Advance the run. Like if there's a guy in first, he's like, advance the first anymore. I know. I tried to like explain to him and he's like, nah, nah. (laughs) but (laughs) you can't argue with like, 
sometimes you need to do it. You know, it works. Oh, it totally works. I mean, it still does exist, but 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 anyway, the, the I brought much. up my dad because the one thing that I always remember him saying is about this incident. Well, for for umpires mm-hmm. is, um, I don't know. We were watching some like greatest moments in baseball thing or whatever, and like they talked about this. And I was like, Dad, do you remember that? Because my dad's a big Yankee fan. So I was like, Dad, do you remember the pine tar incident? And he's like, Oh, it should, they shouldn't have done that. And that was, he, he <laughs> thought that that was like totally ridiculous that they, the like, addendum game? No, he, he thought it was they, awful that they took the home run away. He's like, God. They shouldn't have done that. That's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like whatever. That's ridiculous. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only uh, thing I can remember. Like, even when umps make bad calls, my dad, you know, he it's doesn't say anything. Sure. The only umpire story I have about my dad is, oh, a pine tar incident. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no way. Okay. So, our number one most important call by an umpire ever. Yeah. I'm going to say this one is. This one is clearly at the top. We're, yeah, we're yeah. not really rating the others, but this one is clearly. This was huge when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So. This is the imperfect game. It was by Jim Joyce. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, he umped from 1987 to 2016. Some things about him. He called an obstruction rule in the bottom of the ninth in game three of the 2013 World Series that helped the St. Louis Cardinals win over the Boston Red Sox. It was hmm. the last call of the game. Wow. He remembered what the rule is. It's weird. It was like the guy, the, the Cardinals runner tripped over the... Mm. Or the boss, whoever was running, tripped over the third baseman because mm-hmm. he was in the way, and right. then got thrown out. And they called obstruction, and that helped. Um, I guess it must have been win. the home team. I think it was the Cardinals. Yeah. win that game. It's crazy. Um, yeah, they helped the Cardinals win over the Boston Red Sox. But he became infamous for an incorrect save call in Armando Galarraga's near perfect game in June 2010, which is what we need to talk about. Let's talk about it. I want to put this up there up front. Prior to this and after this, according to many polls of Major League Baseball players, Jim Joyce is kind of universally recognized as the best umpire in the game. There has been. Sure. Yeah. He's the anti-Angel Hernandez. Yes. <laughs> he's Devil Fernandez. Which, is, which <laughs> makes it more tragic that this is... Yeah, kind the, of what he's the, known for. Yeah. So, uh, this is a game played on June 2nd, 2010. It was at Comerica Park in Detroit. Tigers pitcher Armando Galarraga nearly became the 21st pitcher in Major League history to throw a perfect game. Facing the Cleveland Indians, he retired the first 26 batters he faced in order. His bid for a perfect game was ruined one out short when first base umpire Jim Joyce incorrectly ruled that the Indians batter Jason Donald reached first base safely. Would that have been the third out? On the ground ball. It would have been the third out. Yeah. So he instead finished with a one-hit shutout and a three-to-nothing victory. And not just like a... It wasn't that close, the call. No, it was not. It was pretty close. It's very clear. Yeah. So this was... this was It was it would have been the last out of the game. Yeah. It was pretty clear and upon was, review, of yeah. course. I mean, we say that, but like the guy in the Slate article, it's like it's way harder than it looks. Yeah, of course. It was pretty clear that he should have been out. So this game is referred to as the 28-out perfect game, the imperfect game, or the Galarraga game. Yeah. Uh, Joyce was tearful and apologetic to Galarraga after the game upon realizing he had made the incorrect call. During the game, he was pretty like, no, 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 he was safe, right? And he was like pretty... I don't know about immediately. I'm not sure. I don't think but he was like angry about it. Every, but he was, everyone is stunned. The video yes. is pretty sad, actually. It's very sad. Everyone's because, just like, what? Uh, Melky Cabrera... Uh, like fielded the ball and he was like he starts celebrating and then they all look at 
Jim Joyce, and they're all like, what? And then you're like, there's, there's, there's kind of this wistful, like, you know, Galarraga almost like smiles, like, oh, yeah. really? Okay. Like, you know. It's yeah. cool, dude. Um, but Joyce was tearful and apologetic after the game upon realizing he made the incorrect call. Uh, Galarraga was forgiving and understanding of the yeah. mistake. Without irony, he told reporters after the game, nobody's perfect. Totally. <laughs> he said uh, about Jim Joyce, he said, he probably feels more bad than me. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's human. I understand. I give the guy a lot of credit for saying, I need to talk to you. Uh, you don't see an umpire tell you that after the game almost ever. Yeah. I give him a hug. Joyce, a 22-year veteran, tearfully admitted after reviewing video of the play after the game, he said, I did not get the call correct, insisting that he took a perfect game away from the kid over there that worked his ass off all night. He was just like in tears. Yeah, that's a pretty famous uh, video, I think. Prior to the next day's game, the manager, um, what's his name, Jim Leland? Is it Jim? Of the Tigers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leland uh, sent Galarraga to take the Tigers lineup to the home plate umpire, who that day was Jim Joyce. Yeah. The two shook hands. A tearful Joyce gave the pitcher a pat on the shoulder with a warm reception from the audience. So nice. His accountability and regret and Galarraga's sportsmanship were widely praised for turning this unfortunate situation into like a really positive moment. Totally. Um, and this play... The reason I think this is number one is this play almost single-handedly because it was such a high-stakes moment. It was such an important play. It was mm-hmm. the frick, it was the last, yeah. you know, thing on the on the perfect game. This play is basically single-handedly um, the cause of Major League Baseball saying we need to start investigating right. instant replay. Because like all it, if it had been in place, they would have just reviewed it and right. been fine. Yeah. On June 3rd, Bud Selig announced that Major League Baseball would look at expanded instant replay and umpiring. He did not specifically address this call, but, you know, it's not a coincidence. Totally. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. So after this, also a nice, happy ending, uh, Jim Joyce and Galarraga, they made a book together. Oh, I remember that. Actually. They released a book titled Nobody's Perfect, <laughs> chronicling their experiences it's during and after the game. So nice. And uh, yeah, it was it was this beautiful moment of sportsmanship for. I remember at the, the game. time it was a, it was also a big deal about Jim coming forward. Because prior mm-hmm. to that, umps largely stayed out of the like you just said for twenty minutes, never give an inch, never give know? an inch, and mm-hmm. you don't talk to reporters. You don't. Yeah, you, you're not a person essentially. Yeah. You are a, a part of a brotherhood that is faceless almost. Yeah, and he came out and was like, "Yo, <laughs> yeah, not only have I made a mistake, I'm Jim Joyce." That's yeah. me. I'm a human. I fucked up, and yeah. I'm super sorry. And that was a, that was a huge deal. That was one of the. That's some of the big criticism about Joe West is like another of these fucking long. Well, he's another one of these long-standing yes. umpires in the game. Um, is he still active? Oh for yeah. Now? yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, he's also he's often, number one in terms of active in terms of ten longest, longest running. Game. He's often on also these lists of worst umpires. But the big yeah. thing against him is like he forces his personality into the yes. game. He gave a very controversial interview after a Yankees Red Sox game where he's like, "Boy, both these teams are terrible. They're just too slow. Like pace of get, pace of play, guys. Come on, hurry it up." And so afterwards, the players were all like, "What the fuck, man? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah." yeah. Drawing but, lines in the sand. But anyway. Also, Jim, he's a musician. Too. Yeah. Jim Joyce also talked about, he's like, I hate this. He's like, I come here every day. I really try my hardest to get right. the calls right. Like, I mean, like in the movie, like I try to call it as I see it. You know, that's the thing. There's, they're really not tr- trying to, like the referee is not the place to try and favor one side or the other. You right. know, little things like the announcers. Yeah. I, I, this is like an obvious thing, but like uh, announcers favoring the teams that they're with mm-hmm. or getting excited about the, sure. their team. It's a home run or whatever. 
placate the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a home team gets walk up music, and the wizard team are just like you know second baseman. But it's right, just right. it's boring or whatever. The umpires are they're not favoring anybody. It's just we no. call it like we see it. That's their whole you thing. Know? Yeah. So it's like the pledge that the cops to, to serve and protect their pledges yeah. to call like we see it yeah. <laughs> to be as fair as possible. Mm, not always held up time, <laughs> which is about on either end. Yeah, guy, yeah. either of, either of them, sure, because uh, uh, they're human. They're fallible yeah. at the end of the day. A quick fun fact about this one too. So they did this book together, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Wow, this is all great!" But then Major League Baseball was like, "Okay, Jim Joyce can officially never do any." Galarraga games anymore because oh, they're business they're partners right. <laughs> technically this team is business That's partners. hilarious yeah i think that i think there was another situation where it was like an umpire's brother was a player mm. one was a one was the ump one was a player and they could never interesting do the same games did together. you know i mentioned it earlier do you know that joe, joe west is a country singer i did know that and he has like yeah. albums they're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any bias about that, Paul? A lot of bias. Uh, as a musician, uh, it's not good. <laughs> as I a, think they're all, probably as a musician, like, not as a baseball player. If I remember, some of it's like spoken word. It's really strange. Anyway, anyway, those are the most. I think those are yeah. five of the most important calls. With probably the pine tar incident being maybe the most famous. Mm-hmm. The perfect game being the most kind of important. Yeah, and causing a. a one call on one play that caused a change in all of the game of baseball. Ch- caused a change with replay, but also how we look at umps as like, oh, yeah, we hate them, but damn, they're just like us. Trying to do their they're best. just people trying yeah. to do their best. Boy, umps today are so sensitive. Oh my god, they you really look are. at an up and that union statement they 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 released about no no one can ever touch us and blah blah blah. It's weird. We're at a point I think culturally where with with baseball basketball all sports where the 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 scrutiny of refs is getting bigger or or tighter and tighter because of replay yeah and it's like a good thing and a bad thing at the same time because they're pushing back but at the same time i there is that pride that that kind of like the police that the blue curtain where no Mm -hmm. matter what they won't admit they made a mistake yeah i think that's why joyce was so refreshing because he did and i i think that's the only way you have to get past this scrutiny is to own up to your mistakes and keep saying you'll get better yeah which i think is a perfect transition a perfect segue so our final segment on inside baseball robot umps robot umps baby good or bad and they're both there's a there's a there's another little segment within this i just combined them um fuck it it's three hours already yeah (laughs) so i wanted to find out how good are the umps right how accurate are they so i found this will shock you. The human, the human umps. The human umps. The umps that we have. The the numbers. <laughs> How accurate are they? Sure. How good are umps generally? Mm-hmm. So I found a study that was done by a team of researchers. At, Independent. Uh, uh, Boston University graduate students. Okay. A team of them. They did this. They did this giant study. They used Statcast and every other camera and pitch tracking data software that all stadiums have amazing things i found this i didn't know this the ball location can be tracked up to 50 times per pitch per individual pitch interesting they can track it yeah that's almost that's basically a foot every foot they can track the position where it is and where it's going and how fast and all that that's insane uh, the margin of error on this tracking data is about one inch. So for the strike zone, pretty accurate. It's pretty good. Most of this 
data, most of these machines um, were installed to evaluate players. So these okay. researchers were like, let's Whoa. use it to track right. the umpires. So this study analyzed 4 million pitches over the last 11 regular seasons, uh, regular seasons starting in 2018. Fuck. <laughs> in short, umpires make errors about 20% of the time. So one out of every five calls is about wrong. This right. is this is purely this is this is purely balls and strikes mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Sure. Um but yeah, one out of every five calls is is probably wrong. Um on average there are fourteen bad calls per game, which is about one point six calls per inning in a regular nine inning game. Okay. Uh when batters had two strikes, so you know, the most important count. Yeah. The error rate for all umpires increased. Incorrect calls happened 29% of the time, which is almost double the rate when the batter had one or no strikes. Wow. They just want to get out of there. They just want to get out. Fuck it. He's out. They want to go go home. home. (laughs) Also, there's that, uh, that like, if you don't swing and it's close or the whole pride thing, if they start to walk away because they think it's a walk. It's almost a guaranteed you're fucking struck out. Or yeah. there are a bunch that's like it's the 16th inning and I just they're just like, go to sleep. yeah, exactly. Please God, <laughs> that's that's the a, there's a lot of argument for having a West Coast replay center because these uh, extra inning ga- extra inning games that happen on the West Coast, the New York they go people? back to New York. It's oh like fucking God. five or four yeah. in the morning for them, and they're like, that's yeah, crazy. I'm gonna keep the call on the out. It's out because we're done with this. I this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but man. That 18 inning game in the World Series. You constantly bring this up. It it's was very good. So amazing. It's very good. It was so good. But get I a West it. Coast replay center. Anyway, robots. So human umpires. Humans. About 20% of the time they're making bad calls. That's not good. That's not it's great. Not great. Yeah. If you fucked up 20% of the time at your job, I'd be fired. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be fired. Ah, uh, sorry. One out of the five shows just isn't going to air today. That's right. <laughs> huge, I don't know. We just fucked up. <laughs> so, should we have robot umpires? In Here's some history. In 2019, Major League Baseball has been experimenting with using robot umpires to call balls and strikes in the Atlantic League. Yes. The Atlantic League is one of these smaller independent minor league type leagues. That's an affiliate. Yeah, and they signed an agreement with Major League Baseball to, for with the idea that Major League Baseball would experiment with new rule changes with them, see how it works out. Test it. Before they go. So using robot umpires has been pretty successful. Okay. Uh, it was tried out for about two weeks in June and July. Mm-hmm. They were so happy with it that the plan was to continue throughout the entire 2019 season. Interesting. Okay. The system that they use is called TrackMan. <laughs> One word. <laughs> and it uses a system of coordinated lasers that work to call strikes and balls that are unique to each hitter's strike zone. That's key. It's really key because it's not just when you see the camera placement, when you see the strike zone outlined like on TV. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. For the most part, it's just imprinted on the camera and then that's where. So in real time, they, they look at how big the hitter is. Yeah. And so it if, changes. if Jose Altuve gets up and right, then Aaron gonna, Judge well, gets up, yeah. they're, they're going to change the strike zone. Yeah. I love um, that it's lasers. Yeah. I love that you, the way it works is lasers. <laughs> lasers. So spacey. You can challenge balls and strikes, which is not something you can currently do with instant replay. Okay. Pace of play. Here we go. Yeah. So there's still, a, so here's how it works. So there's still a human umpire standing behind home plate. Okay. And they have. Yes, I did read a headset. Right? They have an earpiece yeah. 
which is connected to an iPhone, and the robot tells them what it is. Interesting. And then they call it out, okay, like the real thing. So sometimes it's like delayed too. Sure, they're just waiting for it. Sometimes, yeah, everybody's just waiting, and then it's like, it's a ball. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the umpire can overrule the robot. Oh. Um, well, because there are a couple flaws in the system. So like if a, it only tracks the position in front of the player, like literally where the strike zone should be. Mm-hmm. So if a ball bounces in the dirt and then bounces over the It'll plate, strike. they might call it as a strike. So that's where the umpire can step in and be like, sure, no, um, it also doesn't really account for check swings. So if there's a check swing, they should be able to re- re- review that. By the way, they need to figure that out. Review the check swing because they're so they're yeah, they're maybe. It, it's such a it could go, it depends on the umpire. Like it, that's true, but also get on with it. Like I don't know. Well, well, I think the replays just slowing it down. Yeah, too much. Yeah. Just, just I mean, if they're much. arguing balls and if they're going to review balls and strikes, that's kind of crazy. Hundred percent. The team can challenge a ball and strike, or well, just the I umpire think, will will negate it if it's clearly a ball. if it's clear yeah if it, i think it's because again the system's not quite perfect so i think if sure. it's clearly off you can be like come on so here are some probable consequences of having robot umps there will probably be and this is i think why major league baseball is considering moving in this direction yeah, yeah there will probably be a decrease in ejections from arguing ball and strike calls it's true um which is i think pretty much by far the the reason most people are ejected it just seems right now especially this season there's been, been like so many but also, so many times where the players are like come on man yeah, like keep it over the, the plate and they're like you you're out but also like kind of the best part of baseball i know <laughs> i agree there also will probably be a decrease in value of pitch framing for catchers so right now oh. some catchers like yasmani grandal is very good pretty much known as like the best pitch framer yeah. in all of baseball whoa whoa whoa, whoa. no i mean breaks bro. no that that was a lot of his value came from i'm that. saying buster posey is better pitch framing. <laughs> I, I i think i think i read on the like pitch framing this article that you read yeah so i read some article that supported what i was saying <laughs> i know what you're saying but buster posey's very he's not even on the dodgers anymore well yeah i'm not we're, defending him on, uh, where is he now he's on the brewers right that's now. right yeah so but this year i don't know maybe by the time this comes out maybe he's a pitcher, yeah Son, DFA'd. Else, right? okay go on. <laughs> But a lot of his value came from being such a good pitch framer. Sure, sure. So can't fool a robot. It's actually, I mean, especially for catchers, like they have so much else to do to just call the game and remember, like, oh, yeah. where each guy's strike zone is totally. and stuff. Like they're not. That's why uh, great hitting catchers are kind of so rare, like a Buster Posey or a Mike Piazza or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Are they kind of stand out because? For the most part, catchers are doing so much else. Mental gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. that it's like they're just, they got to remember, they got to memorize an entire team's hitting mechanics. Yeah. So that, as then they have like, you know, 10 minutes to work on their own. You know, that's and, why. And, and like you said, the umpire's strike zone, depending on who yeah, they're hitting that exa- day. Oh, exactly. They got to know what, like, who's fast. Should I throw mm-hmm. to second? you know, to second on a steel call. If, they really are like the sub quarterback of the game. Like they, the pitcher yeah. is kind of are, are the quarterback. I'd say that they're even more important. I'd say that. A, I agree. A depending catcher. on the, if the catcher is the catcher's a veteran the and knows what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. The pitcher's just going to listen to the catcher. Yeah. The pitcher is the, the cannon, but they're the guys like pointing at wherever. Yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, it works. Anyway. So, th- but there will be a decrease in value of that skill. Like that skill will essentially be gone. Yes. Because you can't fool the robots. Right. 
So here's some opinions. Kyle Schwarber, not a fan. It's been a few years at this point, so people might not remember if they haven't been following the Cubs system closely, but he kind of was brought up as a catcher mm-hmm. and then kind of blew out his knee. So then they were like, nah, you're in left field now. Yeah. He said, I feel like the art of catching will go away. I think catching is an art. You have to be able to read pitches, get under them, get around them, things like that. But then once, if that computer strike zone comes in, that's going to go away. A catcher can just sit on a chair back there and just catch whatever, catch it wherever it's at. I mean, I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I see what he's saying, but yeah. there's, as we just said, there's still a lot more to do. Yeah. A third thing that will probably happen is there will probably be a decrease in human error making some kind of impact on the game. Yeah. Because like, again, 20% of the time, these guys are getting it wrong. So yeah. my question is, is that a good thing? There are tons of articles rallying against this. They say that yeah. robots are going to take over the world. <laughs> Which, okay. It's too late. Uh, yeah. Right. It's already coming. Um, but really, they say actually like robots will take all over, take over baseball. And this is just like mm. if robots can call balls and strikes, how are they not going to have like stat cat? Like the way that StatCast can kind of, you know how StatCast can like pause the game and then like, like Matrix style, like zoom around to another yeah, yeah, angle. Yeah. They're going to yeah. be like, they're going to have that and they're going to get like underneath the plate in some crazy angle that no one's ever. Like it's not possible for the umpire to sure, see sure. to get you know frame by frame who's doing what, and they're like, like, do we want that? Like, is it, like yeah. this is just oh, this is a gateway drug to that? I like, guess. this is step one and that's step five, but it's coming, you know. Okay, okay, so let's debate this. Okay, my thing is the desire for accuracy is going to outweigh the entertainment value. Like I'm generally not into instant replay mm. because it's just so fucking slow. It just slows. You have to stop for like three or four minutes it's true. to for them to go and call. And it's just like, they're already worried about pace of play. Yeah. I'm not so much into like the pitch clock or like a three pitcher minimum or something. Yeah. I don't want them to get rid of mound visits because I like that. There's like that, that, it's part of baseball, especially when you're watching. I for some reason I just go to the, like the postseason, but like watching baseball on TV in the postseason and there's a mound visit. That's just like a moment of suspense and tension and drama and totally adds the entertainment. Value. You're saying the replay. I'm when saying they're keep, looking at replay. I'm saying keep that. Gone. The no, I just the replay is just like. I don't Slows know. It it just yeah, it, it feels like everything comes to a halt. I agree. I think. If they can get quicker at it, it'd be obviously beneficial. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, so what do you feel about robot ops? I kind of like the human error. I don't know. I I see the benefit of both sides. I think yeah. if the robot ump had existed at the beginning of baseball, we would have used them. If if there was a if there eighteen forty robots, if if there was a way to have kept track to to have a purely objective way to yeah. call balls and strikes at the beginning of the sport, they would have done it. Yeah, you know. So I, I see the I see the argument for both sides and I'm kind of in the middle. I thought I've always thought that their one way to do it would be to have the ump wear some kind of glasses. So it's like what he's seeing is like augmented reality. That's what they're saying is coming and they don't want that. The reviewers. I, I don't understand that makes sense down? to me. At least that makes more sense than a robot 
actually de- saying whether it lasers, is or not lasers some kind of pew, like pew, pew. so what the umpire sees is like a three three dimensional representation of the plate and the strike zone yeah and then he can see it clearly come in and then he calls it like he sees it still it's just helping him yeah. see more of the strike zone yeah i'm okay with that because yeah i i do i do love fights I do, love, <laughs> I do love when the umpire or when the coach or players get all up in the umpire's face. Yeah. Love it. It's it's some of the best. Uh, it's just human drama, you know, unfolding in front of our eyes on the baseball field. It's it's part of the game. But their ass is in the jackpot, Paul. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite videos of, of umpire altercations. Um, Everybody, we're not going to preface this in any way. Just type in Noah Syndergaard ejection. Our asses in the jackpot now. Yeah, or just type in our asses in the jackpot and do yourself a favor. Play the first video. <laughs> it's, 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 I, honestly, and sure you have too. I probably watched that video like a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, me too. I have it's seen so that good. video so many fucking times. Have you seen the Joe Torre one from like the eighties? I mic'd just up discovered too? this. Yeah, they're mic'd oh, up. Fuck yeah! And it's the same. Up. They use almost all the same language too. Really? Yeah. Oh, that video is only also impressive. For the it, conflict manager skills that that yeah. guy has, They're, the umpire. I, I think the yeah, that's very true. That's very true. He handles it great. He handles it great. One thing I learned from watching these two videos, easily twenty five, maybe thirty years apart. Yeah, is I feel like the manager's favorite word begins with a C and ends with an oxsucker. <laughs> I was gonna say you can say it, but you kind of just did. Robot arms. Yeah. I might leave that in. Do people, did that record? Do people know it just happened? I don't know. We didn't even say her name. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. We have the Amazon Echo in my house and she started talking she just started talking about robots right when we started talking about what the fuck i'm you a think little this is good out. do you think this is good for the game ball <laughs> what i'm saying is that was wild that was very that was, that was crazy we didn't say that her name why did she talk to us i don't know maybe she thought we did she's listening and it happens to ironically be about robots that next was she's gonna say you're out <laughs> I don't. I do think it's bad for the game, but I also think it's good for the game. As you know, I'm a proponent of baseball changing because yeah, it always has. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it always stays the same. It's it's one of those. The beautiful thing about baseball is that it's constantly changing and constantly never changing. And I think that robot amps are just the next logical step of that change. Yeah, that we will get used to. <laughs> yeah, I think that they're still going to fight. Players are still going to fight. Yeah. Robot umps are going to solve that problem. Yeah, unless you're, they have you're like still RoboCop have, back there fucking <laughs> enforcing stuff. You're still going to have umps back there to... I was worried about the jobs, but also you're still going to have them there to like break up fights, oh, eject people. about 76 jobs? <laughs> oh, no. You're going to go down to 30. <laughs> they still need people on the field. No, yeah. And, just, you still need a guy behind I don't the plate. Think, as of right now, at least, there's no plan to do... I mean, they have instant replay, so they're not going to do robot safe and out right it's just for balls and strikes i don't know how you would have they developed that the technology to to i mean i think to it, determine if I someone's th- safe or out i think what we have is what we're going to use we have instant replay so the the ump right. will make a call and then there's a rule for right instant i think if you, how would that even work i guess if you had like a chip in the ball 
and like a chip in the bag in the base and then you could determine which was first the impact of the foot or the impact of the yeah but even then like i guess it would be the impact of the glove what if they had a a chip in the base and it lit up when you touched it kind of cool (laughs) yeah there was in the 80s or early 90s in uh hockey broadcast they did this thing for just a little bit it was called the glow puck or for the tv broadcast um, um, they yeah. made the puck glow, yeah. so that way you could always see where it was. That's cool. I guess some people liked it, some people didn't, so they took it away. But I think golf, cool. golf does a thing now too, where I don't think it's a chip in the ball, but I think it's mm-hmm. it's like a, it's almost like a, it looks like a listerine strip, but oh, the sure. tiniest little yeah. bit of it, and they just put that on the ball. So the physics of it has no effect on the the movement of the ball or anything. Yeah. But what it does is it's basically stat cast in real time so you can see when they hit the ball it, it draws a light on the screen of the arc that's fucking of the crazy. ball the technology pretty, for yeah. live broadcast for shit like that yeah it's fucking mind-blowing well that's all what we're talking about I, I don't know i think the golf thing is pretty cool but it is i don't know i don't know about you're saying no i'm on the fence robot. yeah i'm I guess saying I'm it's inevitable i think it's gonna happen no matter what so. i will say i feel like the, i feel like the umps have been getting a little bit worse Sure. They've definitely been getting more sensitive, quote unquote. But also, it feels, I don't know, maybe it's just this year, but I feel like already, we're recording this before the season's over, but it feels like already there have been so many many instances of just, the umps are just bad. And they're just... Out, like so far out that's of what the I was strike saying. zone, it's, it's really relevant right now. Yeah, and that's not that's the case in basketball as well. Yeah, there's so many. There's some such an argument for oh, they're so they're calling everything. They're not letting us play. Blah blah blah. It's the case in football as well with the the, yeah. the tackling rules and stuff. It just feels like the ball, like the players are all noticing. Mm-hmm. So I guess the the two issues are tied together because the players are more in the moment, being like, dude. This is bad. Like you're calling you're bad very, balls and strikes. Not good. Yeah. And then they're like, "Well, get out of here. You're out." Yeah. So I'm there's a, more I'm a baby. There, the reason there are more ejections and and arguments is because it's so noticeable how poorly they're doing. Right. And I get it. Again, like these guys are on. You know, they they probably feel like they're under attack. They've been trained to never give an inch, and then these guys, you know, do nothing but give them a hard time. If you if you are an ump and you do your job well, yeah. Nobody acknowledges you, and that's Correct. that's the the uh, the status quo. That's what you can expect. That's the the the, the best you can hope for in your yeah. job is that no one knows you're alive. I mean, I was even as I was researching, you know, these famous calls and stuff, yeah. and I was reading about these very long tenured umpires. Yeah. They were saying he called such and such as no. He called three no hitters. He called such and such as perfect game. He mm-hmm. was the home plate umpire calling crazy. such and such. And I thought, like, what a amazing like that must the part be of a, history. A, a, well, not just a part of history, but that must be a point of pride of oh, like, yeah, sure, I got this right. Yeah. for this kid doing totally. this. I mean, look at how bad Jim Joyce felt. Yeah, messing it up, fucked it up, kind of. So thinking like, wow, I did my job well, yeah. and nobody fucking knows or cares or remembers no. or thanks no. you and. And everything, unless you get it wrong, and then you kill the empire. Then, then it's the worst then thing. Then you're ever. literally waiting to be tarred and feathered, yeah. <laughs> shot at. Um, here's here's my last argument. Then we can move on. I think the game has progressed with technology as well. Pro- progressed or regressed? Progressed, progressed. O- over the whole span of the game. Yeah, like, yeah okay. Gloves are not the same. 
Yeah. These there are tools that help the players play yeah. that have developed with technology as we progress. Yep. Steroids. <laughs> right. And I think that umps are kind of a part of that as well. Their chest protectors were shitty back yeah. in the day. Their how their their fucking face masks were shitty. Mm-hmm. Now they're better because of technology. Yeah. I think that we are at a point now where robot umping computers the what'd you say? The fucking configured lasers. Lasers. If they can help the ump call the game better, I'm for it. Okay. I'm not necessarily for the robot being the end-all, be-all. We listen to them, get rid of the ump on the field, and it's just a light green, red no for strike, right? Yeah. I think I would prefer the augmented reality thing where, where it's just a tool to help the ump see the strike zone better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To wear like, like a Google Glass. So Literally like a Google Glass. Strike zone is out. Kind of like in Pokemon fucking go where you <laughs> use your phone and you see a Pokemon sitting on your bed. Mm-hmm. It would be that for his glasses, but he would see the strike zone and he could see where the ball would cross into the strike zone. What we're trying to say is more Pokemon in baseball. Yes. <laughs> By the way, Pokemon's back, everybody. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Team Rocket is a now a commercial for Pokemon Go. Team Rocket has invaded the Pokestops and I'm very excited about wow. it. Wow. Yeah, dude. Crazy. Pokemon's back, baby. Cool. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So... Maybe robot umpires. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Tweet at us. Let us know. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, that's a good idea. You can tweet at us. I'm kind of jumping ahead in my nose. I was just, I, we, I was just saying. No, right now, since we're talking about it, you can tweet at us at Baseball Pod Show or follow us on Instagram at Playball Podcast. That's right. Let us know what you think of robot umps. Um, do it. Do you want to kill them? Do you want to kill robot umps? Kill the umpire. Well, we should talk about... Can you imagine... Think about this. What if the umpire... I'd be down for this. If it was like the Terminator, like T2, <laughs> back there, but as the ump or Robocop just standing there. Oh, boy. That'd be cool. I'd be okay with that. That'd be cool. A side note, actually. <laughs> this is this is kind of cool, just to sign off. Yeah. While we've been talking about just changing the game. Uh, here are some of the other things that, again, they're either... As of 2019, the 2019 season, they are either actively experimenting with these changes, these rule changes in the mm-hmm. Atlantic League mm-hmm. as part of Major League Baseball's three-year partnership with that organization, or they're talking about it maybe for 2019 or whatever. They've already tried stealing first base, which... I saw that. The 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 gist of it is if the ball gets past the catcher, you no matter what the count is, you can just run. The batter can just run to first base and try and quote unquote steal first base. And some guy did it. He became the first guy. It's not. I kind of. I kind of like it. It definitely speeds the game up. It does. It's it also yeah. kind of makes it last longer. It's weird. It's weird because it's, it's weird. Di- it's because it's different. Yeah, it is because it's so different. is the designated hitter. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. They are considering banning the shift. I'm fuck yeah, dude. absolutely yes. Get 100% the fuck yes. rid of the shift. They're experimenting with uh, a three batter minimum for pitchers. So if you, you put in a relief pitcher, a pitcher, they got a pitch for at least three batters. Now all three gotcha. might get on base, right? But what they're trying to stop is these one guy specialists. So if Which the is lineup is like 100% a lefty, righty, a lefty, yeah. they don't want you to bring in three different pitchers to face those guys, right? I'm down. It makes sense down. to me. It makes it's sense. a rule that yeah. that I didn't really don't care about. That's fine. Yeah. I'm totally bored. I don't They're know. talking about banning mound visits beyond making a pitching change. Interesting. I don't know about that. Yeah. I I, I again like this is storytelling and entertainment. Like I like the yeah. the drama across of it. all sports you can How, take a time out and talk to each other. Yeah. It's like a thing. How else are you going to discuss what to get married for her wedding and how to take the curse off of such and such's glove? Good. It's pretty good. There you go. Um, this season. <gasps> spoiler. Uh, woot. 
they're talking about this is wild. They're talking about increasing the size of the bases by three inches hmm. to avoid like spiking people. No, I think just to have a bigger base. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe that's to avoid spiking people. You know what I think they but, should do? I think they should put tiny divots on the side of the base so when a player slides they have something to hold a little more of a grip to hold mm, on to that's interesting because there's been a huge fucking thing with replay now where they'll slide and if they come off the bag traditionally before replay they were safe yeah but now if they come off the bag for just a fucking second they're fucking they out them, yeah. because of the replay and this one is interesting they're thinking of increasing the distance from the pitching rubber to home plate from the classic traditional 60 feet, six inches to 62 feet, six inches. Why? Uh, it will make it to increase offense. Uh, if you increase, if it's a longer distance, then the ball will be going a little bit slower. Interesting. Like you have to throw harder to, yeah. to have the same amount of velocity as it crosses the plate. So they're just trying to ruin everyone's. They're trying to make more than they're they trying are. to make it harder for pitchers. It's the yeah. same thing when they decrease the size of the mound right. to get more offense. They make Interesting. it. The, the pitchers do better if they're closer and higher. So right. if you decrease it and push them for their back, it's just, it's just further that they have to throw. Right. And that it's either huh. they're going to have to throw harder to have that same, Results or the pitches are just going to be maybe. I, don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I think actually. if you take away the shift, you fix that problem. I think suddenly, so too. Suddenly, we so have too. way more offense. You have hits that yeah. there's there are so many balls that are that would have been hits five years ago. Yeah, that are just no longer the case. Yeah, small I'm, ball. See you later. I'm not because I'm not. David Eckstein would have been the worst player nowadays. Yeah. I'm not into them making it harder for pitchers. Man. I like that pitchers are thrown really fast i love watching good pitching when i was yeah. a kid all i wanted was home runs i wanted sure. mark mcguire every day <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. all i mean home runs are so great but they are but now i watch good pitching sure and watching I, I mean there are a lot of strikeouts so let's like it's not the same thing now i can appreciate watching a justin verlander yeah. or a max scherzer or a you know clayton kershaw or a come on come on don't be a bone. There we go. He's pretty good. Thank you. He actually is pretty good. Yeah, of course it, he's pretty he, good. <laughs> no, I mean, he's gotten better. The season he's gotten, his last couple starts have been great. Yeah. the that's And that's what I mean. Like, there are a lot of, I don't want to confuse good pitching with strikeouts because Very players different. right now, it's big swing after big swing after big swing. The ball out. is so juiced. They're yeah. just trying to get a home run. It's the three true outcomes of a walk a strikeout or home run yep. every time blah 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 that's all this stuff is tied in together so there are games where you'll see some nobody sorry go out and like you see like a jordan zimmerman go out and like take a shutout into the seventh and yeah. it's like is that because he's a good pitcher or because yeah. everybody is striking out all the time no, yeah. but with the really good pitchers all of those guys i just mentioned they're all above 30 yeah Right, they're all Verlander is thirty six yeah, when we're recording this. Yeah. Scherzer's thirty four. As they get older, they learn about the art of pitching right. and how to place the ball exactly so where they want it. They who want they're it. pitching against. Kershaw's fastball is like ninety two. Yeah, but which used to be great. Yeah, right. That used to be the yeah, top. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god, but he can put it wherever the fuck he wants. It's all about making... Madison Bumgarner is the same thing. He doesn't have a fastball. It's all about location. But he can look at it unbelievably And it's well. all about making adjustments to their adjustments. Yeah, So like exactly. they made adjustments to him, so he's made adjustments back to them. Yeah. So I don't like 
making pitching harder. I yeah, want you to agreed. restrict the defense behind the pitcher. Yeah. Cause that's it. At a certain point when you can predict exactly where they're going to hit it, I understand the yeah, argument just, of like, well, if the data's out there, the data's out there. That's an advantage. But at the same time, like, it's kind of cheating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, it's not like black and white cheating, but it yeah. is almost an unfair advantage that it just makes the game boring. Yeah. And all sports, and we've talked about this before, all sports have zones where you can't go before yeah. a play starts. Mm hmm. And yeah. why the fuck can't baseball be that way? Too? Yeah, I totally agree. I think betting the shift would be the single best thing that. What would could be, be the penalty for being offsides? Guy takes first base. Oh, I like that. I Automatic walk. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Because if you try and fake him out with a balk, yeah, it's that's what the penalty is. Right, it's true. So, runners advance. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, let's break this movie. We solved baseball. We did it. <laughs> You're welcome, now guys. Let's write John this movie. Smoltz, are you listening? There you go. Now let's rate this movie. Okay. Rate this via, we rate every movie via a baseball term. Do, you, do you have one? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I have, it's like a four to one game. Okay. You're losing. Mm -hmm. The call, the gunpowder's calling some shitty, some shitty strikes. Manager comes out and argues, does a funny little, uh, you know, the dust. Some and dirt blah, blah, or something. Blah. Manager gets kicked out, and then the game's over. You know? And the game's over, and it's and then like you keep going, the game ends, and you lose. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like a little bit of entertainment with the coach getting kicked out, yeah, by the umpire. There you go. But overall, kind of like whatever. Yeah. What do you got? I would rate this. It's a walk. Okay. On four bad calls by an umpire. Sure. It's frustrating, but it's not terrible. No. Like it's it's you're kind of like ugh, okay, mm. like it doesn't even matter which team walks. <laughs> it's yeah. like if that happens for your guy, you're like okay, sure. It would have been nice if he could put it in play or something, but right, hey, had a chance we'll to hit a home base. run. But yeah, we'll take it, I guess. Okay. It's very like you said earlier, a quote from your review, very meh. Yeah, yeah, that's spoiler. Uh, I think this movie is meh. Mm -hmm. That's. <laughs> We brought it full circle. This movie is a little hard to find. Yes, it is. It's available on DVD if you buy it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It is not streaming on iTunes or Amazon Video, but it's also available somewhere else, which is YouTube. Yeah. The full movie is on YouTube. We will put the link in the notes. Should we? Is it legally on YouTube? Or I it? don't know. Should we put the... We're just going to say right now. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can search it. It's the whole movie. It's not hard to find. Don't think it's technically legal. <laughs> it was on YouTube at the time that we made this show. That's right. <laughs> or you could buy it on DVD. That's right. Which is what we did. Yeah. Well, tell us what you think of Robot Umps. Yeah. Are they good or bad? Should we ban the shift? Did you like this movie? Have you seen this movie? Do you want to kill the umpire? Let us know. Let us know if you want to tar and feather your umpire. We're on Twitter at Baseball Pod Show. We're on Instagram at Playball Podcast. Let us know. If you like the show, leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or yeah. iTunes. That makes it much easier to find us in those places. Um, and also, we'll actually read all the reviews. Yeah. We want to hear what you guys have to say. It's very touching. And again, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, it means a lot. And if you know someone that likes baseball movies, let them know about this podcast. I think that does it for today. It does it. And here. you're out. Oh, that's pretty good, right? I guess. I guess. I, hey. Oh, I, oh my God! I think I got it. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. That's pretty good. You get oh, it, like, oh, I get it. Like we're out. <laughs> you're out of here. I get it. I or like, like a home run. It's out of here. You yeah. know. 
Nah, it's We're out of here. I regret yeah, it. Okay. I regret it. It's no, not it's, bad. It's, not it's, bad. It's, it's better than some we've had before. Because, well, maybe if you could turn it. Maybe if you could turn it into like a home run thing. Yeah. I don't know. Just because like you're out of here is always like bad. It's like you're either ejected or you struck out. Yeah, no. And we're just like true. leaving. We're uh, we're going, going, and that's going. a walk. That's a walk off, ladies and gentlemen. We're going home. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we're high. We're you, you far. know what? Here, how about this? <laughs> we're out please, of here. <laughs> please fucking tweet at us <laughs> if you know a good send off. How should have. we close the show? There's so much good baseball jargon out there. Let so us many know. good movie lines. There's got to be a way true. we can combine them because we're stupid and we haven't figured it out yet. So please be smart and help us and come up with our sign off. To be fair, the amount of time and energy we've put into our sign off is literally like three minutes at the combined. End of every yeah, show. probably like no, no. I'm saying. During the show. Oh, yeah. We we, we stop thinking about it once we're done. <laughs> so done. So total, yeah. in total, it's probably about 30 minutes yeah. of time thinking about it. Yeah. And, and we then, always start at square one. Yeah, so. exactly. We All have right. to... Well, we do so much work into I know, the rest the of the show. Anyway. There's right. probably someone out there who's just like, oh, it should next, be this. they still don't got it. If <laughs> you... Next week. That person, get a Twitter. Tell us. We just gave you two hours of amazing oh. stories about umpires. We just over gave you seven hours, 150 years of baseball, <laughs> and you're gonna. We, we and I don't know how else to sign off. It's fine. Yeah. Goodbye. We're working on it. We love you guys. That's it for today. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Out, you robber. Kill the umpire! He was safe by two feet!